You are now listening to Nerd Rage Radio with Bobby Skullface and Adam Russman. This podcast is intended for mature audiences only and may not fit with your sensitive sensibilities. You may be a victim of meaningless outrage or you may, in fact, be a big ninny pants. If this is the case, please feel free to turn it off now. This is no country for ninny meat ninny pants. So crack open the mountain dew. Make sure the cheese dough are super fresh or in your mother's basement. It's Nerd Rage Radio. Welcome to the first annual annual show. <laughs> <laughs> the very first. Episode 52 and Bobby's pulling a brave and opening packages while we're starting the recording. No big yeah. deal. Someone brag about it, not us. The show couldn't have started at a worse time. Hmm. Why's that? You know, mailman just came. Dude, you can't wait, man. You got no kind of patience, dude. No. Uh, you know, stuff, it's bit, well, stuff, more so stuff that you've been looking forward to, you know? Yeah, no, no, no. Because you can get some shit that you just kind of want, just need to add it to the collection, and we'll get in the car, and you'll like open it up in the car that's and, true and lose bits and we'll have to pull over and search the damn vehicle and get flashlights out that's true that's usually only because of the excitement of finding something or the hunt though it's all they're all case specific specific idiosyncrasies yeah <laughs> why yeah. not yeah absolutely. dude we've been doing this a year now I know isn't like that crazy official time period of year. it doesn't seem like we started this early in the year it, yeah that's true it doesn't well, I mean it's August did we know. miss number some Maybe. Maybe. We might have. <laughs> we might have. But you know, you know what it is, too? We might have uh, done more than one podcast for one. I'll have to go. Anyway, this is the proper episode 52. So for all the special movie review episodes or dueling duo episodes or, you know, Q&A episodes, we never counted those. So this should be a, a the It should year. be. So, I mean, technically, we actually started this podcast like three years ago. Correct. So we did like three episodes and then like went back into the wind. So it was before. It was before you started Shattered Cast or before you started. No. Before uh, you started. Yes, no. it was before. It was before Shattered Cast. It was before before Good Morning Cybertron. No, it was okay. after Good Morning Cybertron. It was during. It was in the, the 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 phase of time where it seemed like Good Morning Cybertron wasn't going to last forever. Are they still doing that show? I haven't listened to it. Like, uh, I believe so. I don't know. I haven't listened to it, um, since I left it. Oh. I mean, that's just being honest. Not that's not a slight against them. It's yeah, just, I hear you. You're a busy man, full of busy just podcasts. Truth. Yeah, I got I got other podcasts to listen to. Well, do you want to tell the class about our exciting interview today? We do, and I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna let the man introduce himself. But we do have an interview today. Okay. Um, and I kind of had like uh, well, I guess I'll I'll tell that that part later. But I, I had an idea. I know it, it can't it can't work out, but um. I am looking forward to it. I do have a, a bunch of questions. Thanks for all the questions you uh, contributed. Also, that was a great help. You're very welcome. Thank you. Um, and uh, yeah, it should be. It should be. It should. I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I think it's interesting. It, uh, without, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna let the man introduce himself. I'm gonna give him that honor. But I just want to make sure that you and I are on the same page. You make all the questions. You read all the articles, and I edit the podcast and upload it. <laughs> that that sounds that sounds about that sounds about right. All right, good. I'm glad that we got that solved. <laughs> Going um, into year two. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah but uh, he's a letterer. He's a comic book letterer, and I just think it's like it's not going to be a very long interview, you know. But I think it's just interesting 
to talk to a person that you know you don't think about their contribution to a book you know what i mean like nobody ever says like oh man did you read hush great lettering job on that yeah yeah you know but but it is it is a pivotal part of the book it is it's 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 probably un you don't realize how important it is unless it was taken away yeah it's like the the unsung hero yeah man. so I'm, i'm curious to get his perspective on a couple of things um so yeah i'm looking forward to that nice and we're going to try to do more interviews. We're going to Baltimore Comic-Con here in a couple weeks, and we're going to try to set up some some relationships with some folks. I had to use black magic to get to get off. But it Did ended you, up it ended up working. Was it Ugly Girl? Uh no. Oh. Um, it, I I think that it'll be nice to shake shake some hands and meet some people. Hopefully we can make that happen. Yeah, man. I'll get kicked out. And it's the first time I've gone to a con and just attended a con in quite some time. Yeah. What's that life like? I don't know. I'm, the, I'm gonna be on the hunt for some figures. Really? Do you have a, yeah. Have a, a proper list. I got up? some Marvel Legends that I'm just having a hard time chasing down, man. Like you were, you were so you were so in. Yeah, but I'm, I'm you, also I'm also selective though. Like like uh, there's a bunch of Toy Biz ones of characters that I want, but I don't want those Toy Biz ones. You know what I mean? I can't really? deal. Yeah, I can't deal with it, man. Like I can't deal with the way the hips look. I can't deal with the super bulbous shoulders. Just can't handle it. You know, it's funny about that collection from my perspective is that you were kind of dabbling in it. Like, oh, you know, let's just get these. But, you know, you, you know, it's all about extremes. And then, like, one day I kind of sat down there, and it's like your Marvel Legends collection all of a sudden got really thick, so to say. So <laughs> right. to speak. Jeez, so I, can't to speak. Even, I can't even do our own joke. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's just like the, the depth of characters that are on each of the shelves now. It's like, man, this might need to be its own... This might be his own ground level shelf soon. Yeah. Soon. But there's um, I just got a bunch in the mail today because uh, I sold a bunch of stuff recently. Oh, what'd you sell? Um, bunch of fans project transformers, uh, some of Jaina stuff, and uh, yeah, just some stuff. I sold the Takara Grimlock, the masterpiece Grimlock. How much did that go for? I could have got a lot more. I just sold it for a hundred bucks. Really? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that guy, man. I'm not trying to. Make a killing. I mean, I wanna, I'd sell what I sell it for what I got it for if I could. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to help another help another guy out and put put a little money in my pocket. I'm. I feel you. Nothing wrong um, with that. Yeah. So, uh, like, I sold a bunch of fans project stuff for like real cheap, mm-hmm. and uh, but you know, I've, I've made some money and I've, I've emptied some of it. And I got some SDCC Marvel Legends exclusives that I wanted. Nice. Yeah. Um, I got Nick. Uh, Cage, and I got or Luke Cage rather. Yeah, Jesus, that's the same. That's now I've I done know, it man. too. Yeah, he get he's in our mind um, <laughs> always. But it, I did you, get a. a did you, a do you hear? Speaking of Nick Cage, you know you know he's building like a, a mausoleum for when he dies. It's gonna be a giant pyramid someplace in L.A. Really? Yeah, he's like he's gonna have like a, like a proper Egyptian death tomb. Good. Just because. Well, if there was anybody that deserved one. Just because. Almost anyone but him. <laughs> Um, I did get a, a Toy Biz Spiral. Okay. Because I, I do like that. I do like like that toy. Like it looks good. It's the, the, it doesn't look all strange. Um, and I got uh, also from that Luke Cage set. That Luke Cage set was part of an SDCC Thunderbolts exclusive set. So I got uh, Crossbones from that set and Santana from that set. She looks like the Goblin Queen. Uh, and then I got the hard to find for the moment 
uh, Walgreens exclusive Punisher. Hmm. Walgreens have exclusive. I don't know. They, this is their second one. Like they had Namor also. It's really weird. Yeah. I guess maybe somebody up there is like a comic book dork. And they had like a, a, a Daredevil one, but that one kind of made a little bit more sense because it was like it was the yellow suit. Oh, okay. You know, and so like that kind of makes sense for it to be an exclusive. But uh, Punisher does not make sense to nor, me. Nor does Namor. No, no, no. Agreed. He's not an A-class hero anymore. No, at, one point, at one point he was. Correct. These are all true things. So cool, man. So what else happened in your nerd week? Uh, I watched a movie called The Witch. Oh, Black Phillip? Yes. Yeah, you get it now? Yes. <laughs> dude, it was really good, though. Yeah, dude. It's fucking creepy, right? Yeah, did you see it? Yeah. Yeah, it's oh, good, yeah. man. The, the ending went a little too rough for me, but... The ending with the devil or the ending with the, spoiler alert, the floating? The floating. Oh, okay. I like the devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, don't you want to live life deliciously? This is this child. Yeah. Yeah, you man. Deliciously. Yeah, pretty good, pretty good devil representation. It's, it's, that makes the devil scary again. Yeah, he looked a little bit like a pirate, oh, but, yeah, but not, not, not the weirdest thing in the world. Like yeah, that. but I think back in the 16th century, if you weren't like a yeah. pirate, everybody looked like a pirate. Yeah. Let's yeah, put yeah, that maybe. out there. But um, yeah, great acting, great cinematography in that film. Like, that was a well-done movie. Yeah, man. Uh, did, his little, did his little kids creep you out a little bit? Yeah, but like that the, the lead female, like the daughter. Yeah. Like, I think this is her first film, and she fucking knocked that role out of the park. I actually, like, it actually hit a little close to home to me because, like, you know, sometimes I feel like... your mother was a witch. <laughs> well, that too. Um, but sometimes I feel like, like, my... <sighs> sometimes uh, sometimes I feel like my wife puts the expectations of a 14-year-old onto my 8-year-old. Mm-hmm. And she puts the expectations of a 2-day-old onto my 3-day, three 3-year-old. Three so, and she has expectations of a twelve-year-old on you. Correct. Okay. But, but like you know, I, I, like her and I bump heads every now and then because I'm like, Jesus Christ, give this kid a break. Yeah. You know? Like you're asking an awful lot of her. I don't think that you're entirely appreciative of everything that she does do. You know, not in front of the kid. Obviously, you can't yeah. show weakness. Um, but you know, and privately. But but so like anyway, like the, the, that little relationship between the mother, the oldest daughter, and the father, I did. I did like, you know, it, it was interesting to see on film. Mm, I'm tracking. Now, uh, it's, now it's always coming. Now it's all coming together. Yeah. Let's see. I saw. I saw a bunch of movies. Uh, there was another. Oh, I saw this movie called Elm Tree. I think 1976. It's a movie about the extras in uh, Star Wars. Huh. It was pretty boring, and I, I listened to the commentary, and the guy was like, "Well." I wanted to make a movie that I was absolutely sure Star Wars fans would hate. And I got to tell you, pretty successful. Huh. Because um, he didn't want to make a fan movie. Do you know what I mean? It wanted, he wanted to really make a movie about these people's lives more so than a Star Wars fan movie. Was it was it boring because it was people you didn't care about? Or was it just... It, it was boring it, because... It was like, executed I very poorly. I thought the way the movie is kind of marketed or packaged... I thought it was going to be a movie about the extras experience on the film and then what it has been like being an extra in Star Wars now some 30 years later. You know, like, oh, now I am now I work at a carnival. 
Mm. You know, or and do they, do they, somebody that does really work at a carnival. Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. But 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 there are some sad stories, you know, from it. Okay. But what was interesting was they talk a little bit about the con circuit because that's how a lot of them make their money still to this day. Yeah. yeah. Like David Prowse. Yeah. Some some interesting stuff with him. He's actually barred from celebrations and uh, Disney weekends. Really? Yeah. What did he do this time? Well, I'm sure it's a culmination of things. But well, you know, I mean, he was at Celebration Three. Correct. Is that the last one he was at? I don't know, huh. but he won't. I can tell you, he wasn't at the one this year. Yeah, I mean, he's like really getting up there. He can barely get a. I mean, that was shit. That was like, actually. Uh, he's in really good shape. Really? Uh, yeah. He, he obviously has the knee issues. Yeah. Um, but he's in he's in pretty good shape, and he's been training, and he is trying to set some record for most fit eighty year old or something like that. I don't know. Well. It, I mean, when we saw him, he was like on double crutches, man. Yep. Did you just yep. have a yeah surgery or something? I, I don't know because he was sitting down in this in this feature. But all he but he does cons like every weekend. Huh. Um, it's how he makes his living. Gosh, um, he, he must have a like love hate relationship with Star Wars. Well, they all kind of do, and it's all very interesting. Except the guy who played Greedo. He yeah. was on there. He was pretty awesome. He was like talking about how he was like he was like he was like you know I've done this, I've done that, like all these like things he's kind of done with his life. Yeah. And he was like, if I drop dead today, my tombstone will read, "Here lies Greedo." Really? You know, like just saying like that's what he's like. He's never going to overshadow that three minute role. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting. You know what I mean? Um, they showed like some of the scenes. Like you can see that Greedo's mask in the back like isn't even connected. Oh, really? Yeah, like, you know, it's just like, it's just that fucking charm of not having a lot of money and making something big with it, man. Yeah, I think there's something work. to be said for that shit. Oh, of course. Of course. Um, but anyway, the, uh, the, 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 there's this interesting thing on the con circuit that I thought was very, very, very uh, intriguing. I'm just going to go out and say that of all the movies you talked about recently, this is the one that I want to watch the most. doesn't sound that boring. Please continue. Oh, okay. I, I, all I can tell you is that, like, my, my my wife, like, 10 minutes into it was like, this sucks. And I was like, I know. And then, like, 25 minutes later is when it started kind of picking up. Okay, okay. Um, but it's only, like, an hour and a half. So it's, like, the last 45 minutes of it are, is interesting. Okay. But they have um, – the, it's, it's, it's very intriguing. There's, like, this hierarchy, right? And there's, like – you know, the the Carrie Fishers and the Mark Hamels and the, you know, all them of the world, right? They don't even really count because their star power is so huge yeah. that it's just, you know, whatever. Leave them out of it. You know what I mean? Like, okay. don't try to compete. They are... They they're, are they're the leads. They're the leads. They're what carry the saga, so don't worry about it. Yeah. Then there's, like, the second tier, right? Which is, like, all, like, the masked, helmeted heroes, right? Or Or... Major characters, your Boba Fett's, your Darth Vader's, right? And they are Peter cons- Mayhew's. Does he count? You know, he might be in the upper echelon, but he he probably falls somewhere in between the two. That might be now, right? But okay, but listen, listen, okay. listen. So, what's interesting is they're kind of seen as the royalty of the con circuit because they're the ones that are really doing the cons heavy. Like Mark Hamill, if he does a con, it's a big fucking deal, right? Yeah, yeah it's very few and far between. But like if Jeremy Bullock, who played Bubba Fett, does a con, it's Saturday. Gotcha. And, but they're like the elite. So then the next tier 
are people like like you know ro- rogue leader you know the guys that sit st- or the guys that stay on target yeah or you know those those guys do, guys do the guys do it hey can you, can you do the thing well guys with speaking roles that you get to see their face a lot of times not necessarily like Greedo would fit into that category as well but guys with speaking roles but you don't necessarily know their name okay and then there are the extras and there's like this beef between them because like David Prowse will sit there and look down and be like, like, why is this motherfucker that played Stormtrooper 48 got his own table and his table is before my table. So people are spending their money with him before they get to me. And do you know what I mean? Oh, it's like this little rivalry. Huh? And it's it, very interesting. Is it only David Prowse who's complaining about shit like this? Because I just got him pegs. Uh, no, like, ex, like like this one uh, this one guy who played uh, the uh, gold leader, the 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 Y wing uh, captain or whatever, like the leader of the Y wing squad that that yeah, got yeah, shot yeah. down first. Yeah. He it, actually he has a couple of interesting stories, but he was like they have no place here. Like they shouldn't even be here, it, or that when they tell people, they should tell people exactly who they are. Like, look, I had no speaking role; I, my face was never seen. Like, you know, he was like militant almost about it. Hmm. And he he was saying how uh, if you look in the movie when he does his lines, he's looking down to the left and down to the right, hmm. and it plays as if he's like toggling switches and keeping track of navigation and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But the truth is, is that he remember he was like a, a classic trained actor or whatever, and he had memorized his lines in sequential dialogue. So like he had cues to trigger him because he thought he was going to be playing off of the other pilots. But every pilot was shot independently. Gotcha. So he he kept fucking up his lines. So they taped his lines to his legs. Oh my god! And that's why he's looking down. At, the, at at his legs all the time. He's not toggling switches at all. He's reading his lines. <laughs> oh my god, dude! It, it's almost like you really got to be careful about your your big break. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, all right. So, like, I, I just like just put this into perspective, right? Let's say that you were in, you know, a little. Uh, you were in Star Wars episode four through six and then maybe you did a cameo in Star Wars episode seven because you're an old man right and you have like one or two lines and let's say let's say you the, the total that you've done is you, you made you know a couple hundred thousand had this career you know for these movies or whatnot and and you, you live pretty well off right mm-hmm. so you, you match that life with a guy that's got like a normal nine to five job moves up to the company has a family and like retires and everything, right? Mm-hmm. You, you kind of look at that guy who was monetarily probably pretty successful with his life, but it's almost like, ah, oh, you just never made it, man. You never, right. you never really met your goal. But, it, but it, you know, he might have made more money. And probably, he might have met, met, you know, lived a, you know, a, more, a life of more economic freedom for doing that stuff. But there's always this perception of, you're just one of those others. You're just one of the background noise. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. It's 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 crazy, man. Because like, like um, you know, we see Lou, we have this joke that went on for years. Because every con, I mean, this is back in like 2004 through two, 2003 through 2006, maybe. We we would go to every convention that was out there. You know what I mean? 
Well, with, with, we went reason. to all the big ones in the East Coast, and then it, it, like, and then every driving one, every driving one. Like, yeah, yeah. Like we had, yes. like we had SDCC, NYCC, Celebration Three were like the big ones, and then every one that we could Bot- drive to within a couple hours, we went to Botcon. I mean, Botcon was pretty far. Yeah, right? Botcon too. Yep. All right, so, but we would see Lou Ferrigno everywhere, and he was wearing the same like red. Crushed velvet, looking, <laughs> crushed velvet shirt. looking muscle shirt, like this tight, is like this tight crushed velvet shirt, either a red one, like a, a burgundy one, or a blue one, and that's all he had. Like and, and like so, like he was working these tables, and like if you think about Lou Ferrigno, I mean, the dude was like you know runner up for Mr. Universe, you know he he's been in he was the Incredible Hulk, very popular show back in the day, uh, you know he was a a regular on King of Queens in the in the you know in the the mid 2000s and everything. I mean, I'm sure the dude makes is making a pretty good lifestyle, right? But like, you see this dude who used to be—he's pretty, he's easily identifiable, right? Mm-hmm. You see him at this table, you know, having people hand him 20 bucks for a signed picture, and it's like, dude, what are you contributing now? You know what I mean? It, it's it. There's like this plight on entertainers, and it's funny, man. Like, if you go back and let's go back in time, right? Let's go back to the medieval times. Like the in, the entertainers, uh, you know, like the fools, like the court jester, like that's how you perceive them. Like right. da, you know, sing and dance for me, monkey, <laughs> entertain right, right, right. me. And like there was this kind of foolishness associated with that. And now it's like they're like the the people who are making political statements and the people who are making you know <laughs> right. all of these you know they're 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 UN ambassadors and it's all this ridiculous nonsense from people who are professional liars. And it's just it's just interesting. There's still like the stigma attached to it. You know what I mean? Right, right, and, right. And, and and to be told, I'm not saying I, I'm looking down on it. It's just it's just funny that there's something about that. You know what I mean? So, gosh, I I, I really wouldn't want to do a convention circuit like that. Like, and some of them are just fucking sad. Like the, you go to some of these small town. Like like how was the collectors one in, in in Jersey that you went to last week? Fun. I mean, it was it was it was it's quaint. You know, but it's uh, is it, are you are you just being are you being Nice. No, what, what's interesting about it is that it's not a comic book convention; it's a toy convention. Okay. And okay. Like you know, like I, it may be the only toy convention I know of, really. Yeah, I'm. I'm not familiar with one. You know, like it's it's just toys and and that's it. I, every every uh, might be might have been a couple places where you could buy something that wasn't toys, like art. Like I had a little art stuff, and then there was a couple comic book artists there. Yeah. Um, but. That was it. The rest of it was all toys. So I think for a toy convention, you know, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. But it's it's definitely, you know, like they they wouldn't be able to book Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Well, anyway, my Nerd Week was very weak. Just just well out there. Maybe we should talk about your Nerd Week in a minute. Well, we yeah we got we got two minutes. I was gonna finish up two minutes. I was wrap really? Up. Yeah, man. Oh wow. Just I, I'm starting to watch Sherlock again. Uh, the, the one with Lucy Liu. Um, getting back into that. It's freaking awesome. Shout out to uh, Tyler and Brave who are watching Limitless who are enjoying it. Just want to put Good. that out there. And then I've continued the fall. I got one more episode with uh, with um, the first season. Digging that show. Um, six episodes, man, and they're forty minutes each. Might be something. Oh. Might need something I would suggest to you after I'm done watching it. Not suggesting to you yet. Okay. And it's British, so I know you love the British. And it's I not. Do. And it's and it's modern. It's not. There's no. There's no old vehicles there. Good. All right. So, without further ado, guys, we're gonna take a break real quick, and when we when we come back, we'll have our special annual guest. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think that's that. 
First annual, annual interview. There we go. Our first and last, because after this interview, nobody will want to come back. What is being? It'll be. Oh, damn. It'll be you and me here, just lonely on this lonely, lonely podcast. Now, I don't want to mispronounce uh, your last name, Sal. Is it? Is it Cipriano? It is. Okay. Rock so, on. So we have Sal Cipriano with us today, and did you delete the questions in here, Adam? No. Oh no, here they are. Right. Um. And why don't you tell everybody what you do and what they may know you from? Uh, well, I am a okay. I'm a professional comic book letterer, and uh, I've worked with DC Comics for a long time. I was on staff for the longest, ran the department there. Uh, I've lettered, you know, a lot of big books: Superman Unchained and Superman and Detective Comics. Uh, I did a really long run on Hellblazer um, that I'm really proud of. It's just my longest run, so it's like it'll always have like a special place in my heart. Uh, a good 50 plus issues of that. Nice. And uh, you know various other stuff, you know. And then uh, you know for the last year plus now, I've been freelance and done lettering for all sorts of companies. Uh, I've done some some fun books like Saved by the Bell. <laughs> right, one and, of my personal favorites here. <laughs> Classic. We have the absolute edition. Uh, <laughs> Mad, Mad Balls. Oh yes, uh, dude, nice. I fucking loved Mad Balls. <laughs> Not, the, I never read the comic, but I loved the the toys. Oh my god, I was obsessed with the toys and um, uh, Battlestar Galactica. Galactica just started for me. Okay. You know, so the classic stuff, which is the stuff I grew up on, mm. and. You know, various other stuff. Uh, I'm kind of all over the place. You know, back working with DC as well. Uh, again, doing Hellblazer, but also Wacky Raceland. Okay. Uh, which is kind of uh, an interesting book to do. You know, like another uh, cartoon that I grew up on, but now it's like Mad Maxed Out. Oh, so really? that's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. It's like, to- I mean, the dude that like designed a lot of the vehicles and stuff helped design the stuff for this series. So it's kind of cool. That is, and, they're, uh, they're doing that yeah, with Scooby-Doo. Yeah, well, yeah. Right? Like, Scooby-Doo is like a pop Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like this whole new line, like, taking that whole old Hanna-Barbera stuff and uh, giving it a, a new, fresh twist, and, you and know? A, and a little so, edge. A little, <laughs> little bit of an edge. Oh, my God. Wacky Raceland has a lot of edge. <laughs> that is not for kids. Um, so, But it's a, it's a fun book, you know? And, like, it's kind of cool to to get to do all these other books now, you know? So uh, I'm enjoying it, you know? It's it's very, very cool. So how did you you find Nerd Rage? Well, I found, you know, Bobby Skullface, you know? I'm a big big, uh, action figure collector as well, you know? And I like to dabble in my own little, you know, reviews. And, you know, I love taking pictures and stuff. So it's like, you know, that's... That's been a growing part of me now for for years as well, and uh, I love, you know, listening to reviews. That's what I basically like. I have like a million subscriptions, and you know how people listen to music while they're working and stuff. I kind of like listening to reviews. It's kind of hmm. it's kind of fun for me. So you know, 
I, I that's do. how I, I I found Bobby, and uh, I love his reviews, and you know, through that. Who do you? Here, here we are. <laughs> who do you think is funnier, Adam or myself? <laughs> Actually, look, I I'm gonna, not getting into this war. <laughs> I was gonna have like a whole line of questions for you that were just about us. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And then like there was gonna be the gag that like we only did interviews that asked questions about ourselves. <laughs> and then like one day, hopefully, we could get to like Martin Scorsese or somebody and just ask him questions about us, and he would have like no fucking idea about. Um, Enough but about it, it, me, let's talk about me. Yeah, but enough about me. What do you think about me? <laughs> um, so, all right. Now, in your in your process, how closely do you work with the writers and artists and, and other people? Or are you just pretty much given the script? And, and, and do you play, like, do you know, do they tell you where to put word balloons or anything like that? Or how does that go? Walk me well, through the process. Well, it's 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 different for different companies, you know? Um, like a company like DC, we're kind of hands-on. And I say we because I was part of it for so long. Um, you know, like, so the editor, you're mostly working with editorial. Everybody kind of just works with editorial. Um, so it's like the writer, the artist, the colorist, everybody just reports back a letter, all reports back to editorial. And in that way, we're, um, you know, it's it. We just kind of do what we do, you know, without worrying about oh, what does this guy think? What does this guy think? Right. You know, let editorial handle that, and you know, we just work. Editorial will give us the script. They will give us uh, balloon placements, which is a general guide of like where you know they think everything should go. But it doesn't always work out. For me personally, I like looking at it like if I don't know the characters, at least I'll know who to match which balloon with the script. You know. Right, right, right. Do, do you guys have a little? Yeah. Do you guys have a lot of creative freedom with, you know, if you if you see something like I want to do this, and they do they honor that a lot of times, or or is it something that you gotta kind of go back and forth to get it exactly where everybody wants things? Uh, there's a lot of back and forth. Um, it depends. See, like, I, I feel like you know, the more experience you have, the more leeway you get, and which is you know, which is with anything, you know, like people trust your instincts. And a lot of people on the outside, you know, freelance-wise, just trust me to do what I do, you know? So there's that. I mean, I'll get balloon placements here and there, but a lot of people just want me to go and do what I do, which I like and I don't all at the same time. I like balloon placements. I think it's a, a valuable guide. It helps speed some things up. And then I could just go in and, like, make things work, you know? Like, the one thing I always say about lettering is, it's it's problem solving. It's the most problem solving part of the comic book page equation. I mean, like the artist is just gonna draw the script, and like you'll you know rarely you'll have artists that like are mindful of like where everything needs to go, lettering, you know, eyes, you know. So they're you know they want to draw the best thing they they could possibly draw, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's my job to go in and make it work, you know. And that's like one thing. I feel like a lot of folks take for granted, you know, like they don't understand <laughs> what you're, goes you're, into it. You're bringing everything together and kind of congealing it to what we understand as the comic book art form. Exactly. Um, the thing is, like, people have to understand, like, a comic book page is a comic book page as one piece, you know, like, that one piece is the, the entire piece of art. So if one thing is off, then everything is off. If the coloring is off, 
then it doesn't look quite right. Kind of could be muddy, you know? Yep. Um, and the lettering is the same way. Bad lettering, like, ruins a book. I- I've read so many, like, unfortunately, professional comics that are just look bad because of the lettering. And it might not have been something I realized back in the day, you know? But the more you get into it, the more you realize, man, you got to look at the thing that makes a comic book work and sing is like that ebb and flow of the pages. And that's just like, it's a team effort, you know? It's, it's funny that you say that, say that because there's some books that you're getting into and I know I have this and like, if the flow is not right, you're just like, all right, I'm just skip over some of this dialogue. You know, it's got to, it's got to gel together. Um, but I do have an important question to ask you. Yep. (laughs) Why and when? Have, have, where have the thought balloons gone, man? Why, why does nobody do thought balloons anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Is it just a lost artwork, or have we evolved past thought balloons? What's the deal with you that? You know, that's that's a good question. It's one like we uh, we discussed a lot in my time at DC because some writers like doing it, and then it became a an issue of well, we're not doing it in all the other books. Why should we do it here? You know, um, so it's like. It is a lost art form. I like uh, thought balloons, but they don't always work. Um, Space-wise, they take up a lot more space. That's true. Uh, Captions a lot easier to to fit into everything. It seems strange to me. Like, when I go back, and every now and then, like, I'll go back, which I'm not a big fan of doing generally, but I'll go back and read, like, 90s Claremont X-Men books, like, just for the fun of it. And, like, when I get to the Thought Balloons, it does seem cheesy to me now for whatever reason. Like, I don't know if I've just become accustomed to it, like, to them not being there. Where I, I like, it just, I don't know. It, it, yeah. It does, like, the, the block thought, or I, guess, I, don't, I don't know what it's called now. But, you know, like, the the, the first letter is, like, a, to tell you who it is. And, it's <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's got every every character has their own little color. Like it does seem, it does seem more refined to me in some way. It does. I mean, I, I think nowadays when you see the thought balloon, you're kind of getting this feeling of like, oh, we're trying to go for like a nostalgia vibe, or yeah. you know, like it's not like it's so we're so past that now that it's like if when we do it, it becomes a thing, you know, like it's oh they're trying to evoke this. Right, right, right. So it's unfortunate because I thought. You know, growing up, I loved seeing the thought balloons, you know, but like, again, I didn't really know better. And like, you know, when you look at the old, like you're saying, like when you see the old books, it doesn't seem right anymore. You know, it kind of feels weird. It does. I want my thought balloons back and I want my red underwear back on Superman. (laughs) I'll leave that there. Um, So let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you enjoy just talking about like the page layouts and stuff and, and putting in the thought balloons and or putting in the, the word balloons or whatever? What, is there a part of it that you enjoy doing more than others? Like, do you enjoy doing like the crash bangs or whatever more so than you do like just the regular dialogue? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I actually, I'm not the biggest fan of sound effects. Really? Yeah, like um, just because it's like, you know, I find that there's like, you know, like let, a let lot me of guess, Ad, are... Adam West ruined them for you. Is that what it is? No, no, that actually, that like made me love like comic book lettering at a really early age. I think you know, um, it's just I I find them in the you know they could be cheesy in a way you know sure and it uh, it could take you out of a page if not done right and it's one of those things that you know you end up 
paying a lot of attention to, so you want it to be right. So in a way, it's like the less sound effects in a book, the better to me, because you only need that little emphasis here and there to make it work. Otherwise, it just kind of swallows up a page, and it'll swallow up like a, an issue, in my opinion. you know, no, like, I, so. I, I can see that. The only reason why I ask is I would imagine that that would allow for a little bit more, like, working outside the box definitely it yeah. does do that it does do that this it's just the amount of them i think sometimes can mm -hmm. be like I've, I've done issues where it's like every page is like three sound effects and it's like oh my god you know like enough like i just want to letter like some balloons <laughs> and get this moving you know like um yeah, sometimes the sometimes. balloons you could do a lot more creative stuff too like i don't think a lot of people realize the amount of creativity you can do with a balloon and making a page work and like letting it fit into that, that particular panel in the right spot. I'm all about like placing stuff in like areas that make sense and like not even just like storytelling wise, but artistically. Like like I look for like little like grooves in the the art that like it just fits in right. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want—I got one more question about the the uh, sound effects. Is there ever yeah. like, like there's ever get beef with the artists? Like, is a sound effect does something and they don't like the way it it kind of uh, juxtaposed with with the the focus of the art? Is there ever does there ever get to be like, uh, hey man, what's th that thwop? I don't like what that thwop is. Man. <laughs> that thwop is too you distracting. Be you better you better check that placement at thwop because. Hey Mac, can you tone down the snicked a little bit? Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm digging that snicked. <laughs> I really, you know, I really focused I, on the thing on his chest that you're covering up now, man. I was really happy with that little button that had meaning to me. Well, I'll, I'll say this: like, I'm glad we have that editorial buffer <laughs> <laughs> because I'm sure it would happen a lot more. Um, uh, because it's just, you know, you try, you try your hardest to match the artwork. At least I do. You know, I know a lot of like, like you see a lot of like crazy fonts in books sometimes and it's like did you even think about that page you know that's what i end up thinking and you know so I, but you know what i know what happens with me too it has to right. you know like you have one artistic sense and the artist is you know thinking a different way and it doesn't always match up the best thing i could say is you know hopefully in the color you know and sometimes i add color and sometimes the colorist does and sometimes the production team will like to make everything get married a little better together, you know? So I don't hear it back a lot. I mean, I've heard once in a while, like, I'll hear something, like, from different channels. Oh, you know, like, this artist might not have liked that. Or I'm like, okay, well, you know, somebody should have said something to me along the way, you know? We right, could have right, fixed right. that. I'm very cool at, like, you know, fixing anything. Let's make things work. I want, like, the best book possible, too. Hey, my name is in the book, too. I'm part of the creative team, you know? Right. So... Now, do you do all your lettering by hand? No, not at all. I don't do any lettering by hand. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all done digitally now? All done digitally. I have a tablet, you know, and, uh, you know, a nice big tablet, you know, that I work directly on, you know. So that makes it a little more like, like drawing, you know. So I'm kind of, you know, working my hand around everything. I'm not, like, using a mouse or anything like that. So how so. does that affect how does how has that affected the the culture like of of lettering? Because are, are, like are you typing like is it all a font that you're typing or is it? Well, I just copy paste. You know, okay. like I have the script and I'll copy and I I paste. Like I'll what I'll do is 
for each page, you know, for each book, I develop a style guide, you know? So I have, like, the style guide, which I have, like, a ton of, like, already, like, pre-made balloons, tails, connectors, whatever I might need for that particular book, and then, like, whatever fonts I'm using, and then I'll have the script open, and what I'll do is just kind of, like, first I'll take, like, you know, elements from here and place it on the art, and then I'll take the script and, like, you know, copy-paste it into where it belongs, and then I'll start forming everything that way. You know, so, like, everything is, like, available to me, and then, like, you got to get in there and actually create the art, you know? Hmm. Let, me do, let me do a wild guess. I bet your least favorite font in existence is Papyrus, <laughs> right? Is it Papyrus? <laughs> you know, I don't have a least favorite font. <laughs> he loves them all equally, like children. <laughs> yeah, everybody's always complaining about Comic Sans, but... You know what? I, I bet you, like, you know, most, like, digital letterers started out with, like, stupid fonts like that, you know? Do, do you when find yourself, like, letter. driving down the street and looking at a sign, like, hmm, that's uh, Times New Roman right there, and that, you know, because you're so used to the, the, the fonts and everything? Uh, I don't. <laughs> I, I want to pay attention as least as possible. I am in the studio <laughs> working on this stuff so much that <laughs> I just want to chill when I'm not doing it, you know? <laughs> So when, when when you got into the industry, was it a total digital format? Yeah, it was already digital by that point. Gotcha. Um, you know, I mean, even I, I did hand lettering myself when I was like, you know, drawing my own like books here and there, you know, but uh, it wasn't anything major. It was like out of, you know, right out of school. I didn't have like all the tools available to me. So I was just do, digital lettering was already out. But, uh, you know, I was doing it by hand at that point. Not so, very well, but I was, right. doing, you know. What year? What year did you point, taught me a lot? Actually, you know, did? doing it by hand. It oh, me right, right, right. What What year did you do? Did you have your first like professional gig? Hmm. Um. Well, again, out of school, I did my own books for a while. I self published a lot, but I did like anthologies, so I published a lot of folks, and then. The first book that I had published that wasn't my own, I think, was in 2006, I believe. Yeah, 2006. And then I I, I got a bunch of books published in 06, 07, and I went to work at D.C. at, uh, at, at the end of 07. How, how was, uh, like, how, how did you make that break in? Was it, was it because of the stuff that you had done independently? Uh, that got, well, I actually, I got into DC, uh, on another interview. I went in for an interview for something else at one point. So I was already in the system. And then like, uh, when this other opportunity came up, I was like, Hey, I've, I've been doing lettering now for a few years, you know, like, let me try for this too. So I was already in the system and I, I think that's what got me to call back really quick. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, after that, it's all on your portfolio, you know, like you went, I went in and I had a, what I think was a good interview, you know, and uh, so I was doing a King Kong book for an, like uh, an overseas publisher and that kind of, you know, the, uh, my, my boss at the time was a big like monster movie guy. So I think that caught his eye. <laughs> right, right, right. Nice, nice. So what is, uh, let me ask you two, two quick questions. Yes. What's what's the, fa- the your, your your favorite work that you've done? The the one that you're most proud of? Is that the Constantine run? Well, 
that it that's I'm proud of that because of like the bulk of the run. Um, I but I, I think like visually I I love what I did with uh, Superman Unchained. You know I think it came out really good. Yep, I own that one. Cool. So and uh, if you that was awesome. I I got work to work with Jim. You know yeah, like, that's crazy to have on the on the resume. Yeah, and 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 Superman as well. You know yep. to work with uh with. John Romita Jr. and like you know working with a lot of writers Scott Snyder and Jeff Johns all of these guys are awesome you know like I, I've hung with them many times and you know I worked for Jeff and, and Jim and those guys are great and being able to creatively work with them too was really cool really cool so I, I love the work you know it, it also brings out the best in you I mean heck you working with these guys you want to Bring your a you game. want your A game, man. You know, like, and they're not gonna let you work with them <laughs> if you, you can't bring your A game. So that was like to me, it it kind of like it was like the culmination of years and years of hard work. And I'm like, oh my god, you know, working. And it was it's crazy to work on Superman because for me, I was like a big Batman kid and a big like Marvel kid. You know, like Superman, I loved the movies, but I was never a big Superman comic fan. So. To do that on Superman was, like, very interesting for me. Like, I, it was unexpected, and it worked out great, and I actually loved it, and now have, like, a totally different appreciation for Superman than I did before. Right. So I, I, I love those. I have a question about your process. So if you're starting a, a, large, a large series, right, yeah. do you figure out a style that meets the book, or do you kind of have your own style that you just incorporate to the books that you're doing? Uh, you know? I like... I like to I like to have a, st a style made for each book. Okay. Each so, book is different, you know. Like you can't, you know. The the great thing about like digital lettering is you could mix and match so many things, and you, you could create different things. You're not like, you know, I, I'm not like stuck like having to letter by one style. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I I think it's it's good to be able to match the artwork, and you know, I like to develop each style for each book I do. Do you do like um, like I've seen uh, you know a lot of I've read a lot of comic books in my day, and there's sometimes where letterers will take certain characters. Like the first one that obviously I think springs to most people's minds is the Joker, and they give him like a very specific lettering style. Yeah. Is there is there a character that you feel like you have done that with more so than another? Like where you're like I feel like I I captured this voice somehow. Hmm, that's a good question. Um, well, in the New Fifty Two, I I I did do the Joker. <laughs> speaking of the Joker, uh -huh. that I, that you know his word balloon was created by me. So, oh like, really? For, for the years of the New Fifty Two that we did, I don't know like what we're using at this point because I haven't lettered any Joker in a while. Uh -huh. Um, so I'm not sure what we're using, but you know, for years that style used on the joker was done by me um so i i love that i thought that captured the joker pretty well yeah, yeah. Um, he he's saying you're welcome bobby <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so pretty cool uh that you mentioned that one um yeah like you know that's that's a tough one you know what i which one i love but like we never saw it again but the character's getting a lot of like play now is uh el diablo who is in the suicide squad movie right um, when we did like the Suicide Squad, well, we did an El Diablo miniseries like years ago. It was actually one of the first things like that I, I did that was like, like solely my own at DC. And, um, 
I was really proud of like, you know, I did like so many special balloons for that series. It was like a six issue miniseries. And El Diablo's balloon is one that I did there that we've never used again, <laughs> mind you. But for that series, it was like this cool, like, like flaming balloon that uh, I really loved. And to this day, like, I still have that style guide and I still love looking at it. Hmm. Do, uh, now you may have already, you may have already had this life experience. So if, 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 if it's Superman Unchained, that answer is fine. But if you were to have a dream team to work with on a particular character, what would it be? Uh, wow, that's a, that's a good one. Um, well, I mean, like, there's, there's definitely, like, like folks that I grew up loving that I haven't worked with yet, and I, I would love to. Um, so, I mean, I'd have to go with, like, folks that I haven't worked with yet. Uh, I, I would love to letter over Art Adams. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like my absolute all-time favorite. Hmm. Um, I would love to do Mark Silvestri. Mm-hmm. Oh man, like I mean, these are like I like I, I was a big X-Men fan. Yeah, sure, <laughs> you know, sure. Here, you know, so yeah, yeah. like so that's the stuff that like I grew up on. You know, um, yeah. I, who don't who don't you want to work with? Get them out of here. <laughs> you don't need them. <laughs> They're jerks. No, I'm just joking. You don't have to answer that question. I cannot answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to work, man. It's probably, it's probably <laughs> right. Rob Liefeld. It's probably Stop. Rob. <laughs> so, I, I actually like Rob Liefeld a lot. I know. He, he's, he's a nice guy. We just like to give him a hard time, especially yeah. me. He was, he was very he was very cool. We, we met him a couple years back, and, and he was very cool. But yeah. he's just like, it's just, I don't know why it's so fun to whip on him sometimes, but it just it just is. It's like we get wrapped up in them, and we're just we're just big bullies. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, him and Todd McFarlane. Yeah, yeah, he's a bit of a bully. Oh man, Todd, you know this, this, you know, because he's been out of it for so long and just doing the toy stuff. It's like, yeah, I know he does like little things here and there, but like, man, I f- you forget how good he was yeah. drawing. Like, he's a guy like again, like you know, man, I, I'd love to work with Todd. You know, like you know, I think that's like. One of those guys that like and most people would love to like put some lettering on, I think. Right. Dude, I just want to walk around and like watch him his daily interaction with people and eat popcorn on my chair because it's it's hilarious, man. A couple times we've we've seen him at the convention. That guy's that guy's funny. We yeah, have man. Like I saw him at a toy fair last year and he was like all business. <laughs> that guy was like it didn't it didn't like the every time I saw him he was like had someone on his ear, you know, like and he was just like doing his thing. I don't know why he doesn't do like uh, an upscale, like not up, up, not upscale in the sense of size, but just like a a more collector grade oriented spawn line, like in the, you know what I mean, in the same vein as like a, a Figuarts or a Figma or something like that. Well, you know, like he's got like a very like interesting like thought process when it comes to like articulation and stuff, like you know, like his. He just doesn't like putting a lot of cuts in his figures because he doesn't like to ruin the sculpt of them. I mean, at least that's like publicly what he says. Right. It certainly you know, seems like, that way. Yeah, like because he, you know, even with this like new like color tops, like you know, new series of stuff that's coming or it's out. I think the first wave is out now. Um, you know, he's still doing that, and you would figure like, oh, let's like, you know, I'm rebranding and I'm getting out new figures. Maybe let's like make them a little more articulated for like the fans that you know like that stuff. Like, you know, most fans. Right. <laughs> um, um, 
but no, like I, he's sticking to his guns, you know, like, and I don't, I, you can't even say it's a costing because his, his prices are, you know, the same as like legends and NECA and like yeah. all the other, you know, domestic stuff, you know? So it's like, all those guys have like articulation and like, I mean, and like, look at NECA. Like, I would think like, I would think NECA is like a good comp because like, their, you know, their sculpts are the same, like, very similar to McFarlane, but they right. have, like, a lot of articulation, you know? Like, you can't really, I don't know, you can't say that. Yeah, and they had, like, uh, I think NECA kind of became what McFarlane seemed like he was setting yeah. out to do. Actually. I agree, I agree. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's just, like, it's just so bizarre to me where he's, like, he puts out a whole figure and it's beautiful and it's, like, and the shoulder moves! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I gotta say though, I pre-ordered like even though I don't really need to pre-order too many like domestics, like I pre-ordered the uh, the spawn that's coming out from this color tops line, uh-huh. uh, which I hate the title of this line. It's like uh, color tops, dude. Yeah. You're a creative guy, man. Like that's the best to come up with. <laughs> yeah. It makes oh, me God. think about the Baltimore City drug trade. <laughs> like like if, if if like you drive through Baltimore City you'll see you'll hear people screaming out a color and a top like they'll be like purple tops red tops and it's like the name brand of the drug that they're selling oh wow so, so that's what it makes me think of when I heard it initially yeah um, it's, it's it's not a good one no uh, yeah but yeah like that spawn looks really nice again great sculpt it'll look nice on the shelf and like it kind of I have, like, this nostalgia thing going right now with some of, like, the action figures I'm getting, so I'm, like, kind of looking forward to getting that because it was, like, something... McFarlane, when they come came out, were, like, mind yeah. you know? Like, crazy. I was like, oh, my God, these figures are insane. So I kind of want one in my collection now, so definitely going to get that spawn that's coming out in the fall. What do you... um? What lines do you collect? Oh, man, I'm, just, like, so all over the place right now. Um, when I got back into collecting, I was out of collecting for a long time, you know, like once I really started like focusing on like, you know, what I do and trying to like break into the comic industry and stuff, like I just kind of stopped doing it like collecting. So there's like a large gap in my collection. But when I came back in like 2013, I was, uh, mostly because I'm like a huge kaiju guy. Like I grew up like loving Godzilla and all that. So like I came back when like the monster arts sh monster arts line uh-huh. started and uh like i mean i didn't come back exactly when they started but like as they got along and released more figures like damn i gotta get into that <laughs> and yeah. I'm around figures all the time you know dc collectibles was in the building and you know a lot of my friends are there like i learned a lot about action figures while i was at dc as well um and everybody has action figures on their desks and stuff so you know it's like all around so it was it wasn't hard to get back into collecting uh, but that was the line that got me back into it even though it was in dc and since then i've like i got back into transformers and you know uh marvel legends only at the beginning of this year i started collecting yeah, and you, you got in at the right time yeah i've heard because <laughs> they made a they've made a complete like i'm not gonna say 180 but i'll say 150 <laughs> from where they were they made 360. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Thank God it wasn't 360. Because I don't know. I don't know how much of that oh, worth of use I could have taken. It was the last last action hero reference. I was really that one. <laughs> but did um. All right. So I got two more questions. Okay. Um. And then we have our our question we have to ask everybody. So one of them is like, 
just rattle off the companies you've worked for and which one you have enjoyed work, working for the most. Wow. Um, well, I've worked for DC. I've worked for Dynamite, which is uh, what I'm doing Battlestar for. Um, I've worked for... Uh, now I'm working for Skybound slash Image. Uh, I got a new series out there uh, called Demonic, which, you know, like, I'm really proud of this series as well. I love... The art is beautiful. The story is, like, hardcore. And it's it's really good stuff. So I'm really proud of the work we're doing on that one. Um Line Forge is uh, the comic I've done. I did Save by the Bell and Mad Balls for, and I'm doing a new series with them now called Three O'clock Club, which is a lot of fun. It's a, like a creator-owned series by the creator of uh, Fairly Odd Parents, so really, you know that's a really fun one. Uh, um, a bunch of other companies uh, here and there, like that I'm working with. So uh, Stella, Stila, which is like the all digital stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, they uh, kind of like Netflix for comics. I've done a lot of series uh, for them in the last year. Uh, they were the, the guys that, like, the day I left DC Comics, they contacted me and Skybound contacted me. Like, the day, the same day I put on Facebook, hey, I'm, you know, today was my last day. I got messages. I was like, wow, this is awesome. Yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, no, which was great because I was really scared when I left, you know, like, sure. I didn't, who knows what it was going to be out here, you know, like, even DC, you know, like, I mean, you're gone for a while, like, you can't, I mean, like, I can't really work for them right away because there has to be some sort of, like, period of, like, you know, you can't have a 1099 and, uh, you know, like, le- a lot of legal stuff, you know? Uh-huh. So, uh, I, you know, who knows what was going to happen, but I was really happy to be able to uh, to get, like, work right, you know, out of the gate, and, like, these companies stepped up and gave me work, and it was very cool. So, yeah, a lot of different companies, you know. I mean, I would still love to work for Marvel. Um, they're kind of, it's kind of tough, even though I have a lot of friends there. Um, they have a contract with, like, a lettering studio. So it's like you can't really... Gotcha. You can't really get in even if you wanted to. Mm, that's it. Um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, you know. Like, it's, you know, a contract's a contract, you know. I mean, I don't, you know, I, I, I'm friends with the dudes that, that do it. So I'm like, I can't really, you know fault them or anything i'm getting work so i can't really complain either so there's a lot of like companies i would love to work for uh i mean i would love you know i hate like saying this stuff because it's kind of like trying you, you you're kind of pandering but man i would love to work on godzilla <laughs> for idw oh That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you, know, you know just like dream projects you know transformers stuff like that you know i'm all about like working for companies that are doing stuff that i love but i also want to do like really awesome creative series with individuals you know so stuff that will like make me feel creatively driven and like get the best out of me i don't want to do stuff just to do it you know i mean i i gotta feed the family that's number one you know so i'll you know i'll work yeah you know i'm a worker and i'm like constantly working all hours of the day you know but you also want if you can you want to be able to work on stuff that you're gonna be passionate about of course of course is there any any time you were working on a book and like you got the script for something you were interested in reading, and you're like, "Oh my god, this is so awesome!" You know, you get that like little secret sneak peek, or are you just so focused on the work you really can't, you know, assimilate what's going on in the story. Um, there's yeah, there's books that just blow you away, and you're like, with each page, you're literally you're like, "Oh my god!" And you don't want to like jump ahead because you kind of get invested. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, um, 
Yeah, so it's it's pretty awesome, and it's kind of like hard to like not tell anybody afterwards, <laughs> you know. Dude, if, if I was your neighbor, I'd be knocking on the door. <laughs> hey man, what happened? What happened next, dude? Come on, let's oh give, yeah, let's dude. Give me the story. And my neighbors are my neighbors are actually comic fans, so it's like it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, so it's like uh, yeah, there's, there's books that you do, and you're like, damn, that was awesome, and you're really glad to be a part of it, you know. I wasn't I wasn't planning on asking this question, but since it's come up so often. Is there is, and you can feel free to not answer if you don't want to. But what what made you leave DC? Oh, I mean that's a simple question, and I mean it's it's a simple answer, but it's kind of complicated. <laughs> you know, the simple part of it is I'm you know DC moved operations to the West Coast. Oh, okay. So I had the opportunity to go, you know, uh, and it was a great package. It was awesome. Like, they totally made it worth it to everybody. And um, But at the end of the day, I, you know, like, me and my wife, who we were born here in Brooklyn, and our, our whole family is here, and we have a little kid, you know, and uh, we just didn't want to take him away from his grandparents and his cousins and his aunts and uncles. and You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was very important for us for him to grow up with family. Sure, it's hard to uh, recruit, man. We, yeah. I, we, Adam and I talk about that all the time. It's re- It was a really tough decision. It was re- Look, guys, I was with DC for eight years, and it was really awesome, and it was a really tough, tough decision. I, you know, a lot of great friends left, you know, and sure. uh, it, was, it was really tough on me personally, you know, um, but it was the right decision at the time. You know, again, I was hoping like you know all the contacts i made and all the work i've done and um over the years like would you know help me out here you know and so far knock on wood you know it's been all right so good i, I can't complain yeah um and then my my last uh kind of you know career question is do you ever feel like like you're like like you're the unsung hero like that you know what I mean? Like you're the bassist of the band, you know, like um, the writers and the, and the artists are always have like huge lines at comic cons and all that kind of stuff. And, and for a lot of people, lettering is, is more of an afterthought. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I, I kind of mentioned this like a little bit earlier, but like people don't realize how important it is. Sure. So, and you the, yeah, I always make this comparison to bassist drummer, you know, like, <laughs> right, right, right. It's like, you know, it's hard to have like a full sounding song without them. Of course. And, and you know, uh, it's hard to have that with lettering. And you know what? Like, you know, you, you kind of see like at least I see it like in you know in, in the circles I travel in and like um, you know like the letterers have like definitely like the chip on their shoulder. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know what? It's for many reasons. You know, like it's not just like public perception. It's like a lot of behind the scenes stuff as well and. Um, you know, like we just, you know, it is what it is. Me personally, I just, I try to bring out the best in that book. And I, sometimes I feel like I can, and this sound, this is going to sound like egotistical maybe, but sometimes I feel like I can actually le- elevate a book that maybe wasn't going to be like a, an easy read right. and make it better by making it easier to read. Right. Right. I don't right. know if it makes any sense, no, but like, sense. I mean, you know, like perspective after this conversation, it's almost like you're like the connective tissue of the comics. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have like the muscle, you have like the signal, but if you don't have you to 
to to make everything work and flow, nothing happens. It's just pictures. You know it's I mean? it's it's really really important. And I I mean I try to I've you know like having run the lettering department too. I got to train a few folks too, and like getting to un, you know making them understand that it's not just you know you you just can't place lettering on a page and that's it. You know it's it is much more involved than you would think. And I mean, we had, you know, every year I've done, um, uh, like portfolio reviews for the Kubert school and like, that's like, it's been getting that message across that like your, the stuff that you're drawing, that's not the art of a comic book. That's just part of the art as much as you think <laughs> right, right, right. Like, that is like the cog. It's like without like everything else. It's just a, you know, like it's just drawing and sometimes it's not, you're not even telling the story right. So like, I, I think that's, I, I, that actually like, that's been like the part of like this whole thing that I've enjoyed the most is getting other people to understand. And especially the younger kids, like trying to get into the industry. I think that's been like a, a very rewarding part of all of this and my experiences and like everything that I've learned and everything that I've gone through. I, I, I love giving back and helping people like understand you know even if they never do lettering again you know like if i get like some of these kids that are just trying to draw like or write to understand you know what lettering means to everything else i think it's going to help them in the future it's, yeah uh, it's interesting you, behind the scenes and this is my, probably my last question but like there's there's so many people behind one book i mean what like the average book how many different hands are in that or, or thumbs are in that pie, so to speak. I mean, again, it depends on the company, but it could be it could be a lot of folks, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, um, editorial staff and you know, creative staff, and then it's got to go through production, and people got to put the book together, and proofreading has to happen, and, and you know, like editors above the editors have to look at it, and you know, like there's a lot of hands and eyes and get- stuff that. Do you guys remember that famous Mr. Rogers episode where it was like the crown factory that everybody remembers? Everybody knows when like they're making the, the crowns. Like I wish we had that with a comic book from start to finish. Like we went in there and saw like all the pieces put together from yeah. the concepts to like the writer's storyboarding it out to the artist starting to work on it to the letters to the, whoever's yeah. making and coloring and, and the marketing and, and everything. I mean that'd be that'd be really cool because it, it is it is such a vast you know piece of artwork you know there's so much goes into it to make that to make that modern piece of art um you know it's pretty cool man which i have to say it would have been awesome to uh to have gone and uh checked out cross gen back in the day Mm -hmm. because they had they had everything in the house in house yeah yeah Yeah. that's like the closest that you're probably ever gonna get you know in the modern era like to uh to that so and that's got you know long 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 gone now um so everybody actually like whenever like people came in for tours were actually very surprised to see uh, a lettering department at DC. So and it was always like a, a big fun part of it because they were just they didn't realize any creative part happened in house. Nice. The um all right and then the last question this is a question we ask of anybody that ever comes on the show. <clears throat> and you only have you only have a limited amount of time to answer, so it's going to be stressful, and that's going to we're just going to have to adapt to this to these to these situations. You're going to an abandoned island for the rest mm-hmm. of your life. Mm-hmm. You can take five movies and you can take the catalog of five musicians. Oof. I will okay. allow sequels 
as one, as long as you're not playing the game, you're not just trying to get extra movies to tack on to, to broaden eternity on this abandoned island, you actually love the sequel as much as you love the original. Yeah. Shoot. For example, if you say Indiana Jones, we're not going to let you have the uh, the Crystal Skull. Yep, you don't get it. Because nobody likes that movie. <laughs> what? I, that's my favorite movie of all time? No. Okay. Um, we'll go ahead and edit this podcast real quick. Uh, well, I mean, you got I got to be able to take a little bit of everything. So, you know, I mean, if I'm going to go with, a, you know, my all-time favorites, like Godzilla movie, I'm going to have to take Terror of Mecha Godzilla. And uh, if... I need to have a comedy, so I'm going to take Ferris Bueller's Day Off. All right. And I need to have something like crazy sci-fi, so I will take a sequel here. Aliens is my favorite alien movie. Yeah, every so I'm gonna have as to, it should be. Yep. Uh, I'm going to have to You're allowed that. to have Alien and Aliens. No, but Alien, I, honestly, I like I like Alien 3 more than Alien. Okay. So, wait. but it's not, it wouldn't be in here. <laughs> um... Man, then then it gets a little. Well, I know what my all-time favorite movie is, so I'll, I'll do that one last. Um, maybe the Fifth Element. That that's a, you know, that's a movie I've always loved. Multipass. And multipass. then multipass, yeah, <laughs> Lilu Dallas. Um, <laughs> and my all-time favorite movie that has to come along with me is Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, Ooh. great one. Yeah, great so, one. As far as music goes, that's where it gets tough because yep. I am. You know, like, I've never been the hugest music guy. So, like, I love, like, the bands I loved growing up. And then, like, I just kind of stopped, like, listening to new music. <laughs> that can be fine. Those so, I grew up loving Kiss. All right. Van Halen. Good. <laughs> um, wow. I mean, I'm going to probably have to say Michael Jackson. Perfect. You know? Uh, <laughs> no. No. Okay. Shia Khan's got some good records. She man. does. She does. Okay. All right. Uh, how about Def Leppard? That'll do. Because <laughs> I I have like most of their albums up to a point. Yeah. Um. Wow. India. Yeah. India. Yeah. There you go. No. <laughs> you know, like you know, there's definitely bands I'm forgetting that I love, for sure. Um. You know, I'm gonna say STP because I still saw them like a million times. Fair enough, solid five. So Sal, uh, you are also part of the mafia. This is true. We've heard this about you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm Sicilian. I'm Sicilian. What else? <laughs> so um, we want to thank you for coming on, man. And yeah, also thank you for the uh, for the artwork that you sent me. We made that our backdrop on Nerd Rage a couple weeks ago. Nice. Um. And I'll tell you, like, it took a minute because at first time, like, I, I saw it and I was just like, oh, awesome. It's fucking Skullface President. That's fucking awesome. And it's by a guy who fucking works professionally in comics. So, like, I'm taken back by that. And then, like, it was only after I, like, I looked at it a second or third time that I was like, holy fuck, the lettering looks just like comics I read. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so uh, so thank you for coming on and thank you for that. Not, you know what? Thank you for, like, having, like, a, you know, portraying a really fun character and something that I enjoy watching every day. That's so awesome. there's that, and you know now like listening to the the podcast is really cool. So adds another thing. I always need stuff to listen to and watch. You know, like it's it, it helps you know make everything go faster and uh, you know keeps me creative as well. So very cool stuff. Much nice. appreciated, man. And uh, hopefully I'll make it up to New York sometime, or we'll both make it up, and uh, I'll be able to pick up that pick up save that piece of art for me because I want to get it. I want to get it one day. It's digital, yo. Oh. I can't do anything. No, just give me the just give me, just give me the tablet. Just give me the tablet. It's fine. All right, here, here you go. Just take the tablet. <laughs>
There you go. I'm not going to argue over little details. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, get up get up to New York Comic Con, guys. I would love to, man. Like, uh, uh, we're sending Philip up. Uh, Philip's going up there. And I told her, it's hard to get tickets, dude. We went to the first one. Yeah. And now yeah. it's, like, fucking impossible to get tickets. Yeah. It's, but, it, I mean, that's, I, I mean, that's what I've heard, you know, like. It's going to, I'm sure it's going to get hard for even like the pros, you know, like they, right now it's easy, but like, it's going to get like San Diego with, with professionals too at one point. And like even professionals at San Diego, not everybody gets to go anymore. Yeah. So they don't approve everyone. So it's, it's, I, I'm, you know, this is definitely working towards that. So I, I'm like happy. I'm still able to get in right now. So hopefully that, that keeps going. Cause man, I need that. That's like, you know, lifeblood right there. Yeah. 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 yeah we totally, do. we totally agree. You should uh, try to make it to TFCon, man. Big Transformer yeah. fan. Yeah. I, I gotta, you know, like now that, uh, I'm like huge back into Transformers again, like, you know, with the normal stuff and the third party stuff. So yeah, I'm dying to go to TFCon. So yeah, it's a def- good time. That's a good it's time. Soon. It's like it's just the right size. It's not as huge as like NYCC or or SDCC, but it's not as small as like a like a, a normal hotel convention. It's yeah. just like it's just like the perfect size and like it's a. It, I can't. I, I'm not saying this about BotCon. I'm only saying it about TFCon. But it's like a sense of community about it too. Like everybody kind of hangs out. It's nice. yeah, it's very cool. But yeah, man. Thanks again for coming on, and we hope that we can get you back at some point. And yeah, anytime, guys. Touch base with you. Fun. Oh, is there any uh, anywhere people can reach out to you and get you on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, any of that other special stuff? I am on Twitter uh, at Sal Sobrano, and on Facebook, uh, I you know like you can mostly. Like I'm, I'm on a lot on my uh, my toy collection page, <laughs> which is Ultrazilla Toys. There you so go. yeah, so you can check out those two things. Twitter is pretty much for everything comics and everything I like. So and you have your own podcast. You want to do a quick shout out to to tell people? Uh, I am. That? I it's not my podcast, but I am on uh, the Repacked podcasts, and we talk about toys every week. So which is fun. Nice, nice. I, I just have to wake up massively early in the morning to do it. <laughs> Because the guys are in Australia, right? Yeah. Nice. Oh, that sucks. We we uh, I'm not sure if you listen to Shattered Cast. We have an Australian on Shattered Cast, but he has to he has to adapt to the American schedule because well because of America. Because America. Yeah, mainly. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm on the opposite end of that, guys. So I'm up at like yeah, when five, you're outnumbered, you're outnumbered. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's fun though. It's like you get to talk about toys. So. Yep. All right, man. Till next time. All right, Sal. Thank you very All much. Right. Appreciate it. All right, peace out, guys. Who the hell do you think I am? joke no because you're not going to watch the series he suggested no no probably not <laughs> well we're back uh like we left a day, something a day late and a dollar short. let me ask you a question before we get started because we had a little quick and abrupt nerd week kind of thing yeah for one i do i do enjoy being face to face it is a yeah better, it, is. it is a better experience but i don't know that beer is kind of fucking with me bro yeah i don't dude, know if i like it dude i'm letting it go why don't you trim this some bitch up dude i might I, when i go back to work i'm talking about i might shave it that morning <laughs>
Really? Just get every I don't know last. If I, like, I don't know if I like all those white trash jeans showing through with those splotchy holes in the beard. Dude, I, dude, <laughs> white trash shows through in almost everything I do if you analyze it close enough. <laughs> you can take the boy out of the park, but you can't take the park out of the boy. Oh, man. Um, but I was going to ask you, because I, I, I had to mow the lawn this morning. Uh, which I, I do was mowing the lawn. Which the I other do day. enjoy. Another aspect of white trash in me. There you go. And you nothing wrong with that. I'll tell you. What is is there is there a song that you know, where if you got to push a little harder, or if you got to do something a little bit more, that you know you can put that song on and it's going to help you get through that. One particular song. Are you seriously asking this question? Is it Superman theme? Uh, John Williams. That would have been my guess. Sorry. Do you All even right. know me? I guess not. Actually. What is it? Bam, bam. You got the touch. Is it really? Bam, bam. Dude, that's like my run. That's on my running list. And it's mixed in there. And if I'm feeling the, because uh, the John Williams scene. Yeah, but I'm saying not even just that. I mean, even if like, you're like man, I got to move this bookcase. Bookcase is heavy as fuck. Like, I, I, I don't even, or, or I got to get this last rep out. Or I, whatever it is. Dude, it's the touch. Always the touch. It's the touch. Interesting. Uh, it's mixed in, like, my, my workouts. I've got, well, to be honest with you, I've got a couple songs And like please that. be fair and true. Thanks for, thanks for my coffee, by the, by the way. I have it's made. It's upstairs, sitting it, on the table for you. You didn't bring it out for me. No, I did not. I told you I was. I told you. I told you I was going to have shit in my hands. Away. I asked you when we went up there. Look, this is as soon as he came in. I was like, "Are you going to want coffee?" And I was like, "Well, hold tight, because I'm going to send it right down with you." And he was That's like, "What he said? You yes, said, yes, I did. Didn't I say it? Yeah, but you said you go ahead and make it right there. No, I didn't. I said just sit tight. I'll have it. I'll make it right here." Okay. Send it down with you. So then it's I made will, it. It's a willpower thing. So I, then I had to come down the first time, and I had to bring all that the, the toys down. And I had to co- oh, thank you, Joe. And then I had to come down a second time, and I brought books and something else down. I had shit to bring down. That's why I specifically told you I couldn't do it. I'm sorry. I couldn't hear that last little yeah, bit. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I had that song come on today. The Touch? No, the oh. song that pushes me a little extra further, and I didn't even realize it was that song. But when it it's came, sound of silence. You're not gonna guess it. Sound of silence. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> All right, let me hold on, hold on a second. Let me, let me, you wouldn't, you wouldn't guess it. Let me say, hold on, hold on. Okay, you can try. But, but when it came on, I was like, oh my god, yes, every second of this. Is it please? No, but that's a fair <laughs> guess. <laughs> I think it's a fair guess. It's a fair guess. What was it? Uh, what we do by Freeway Jay Z and Beanie Siegel. Okay. Even though what we do is wrong, yeah. wrong, and I was just like, oh my God, let's let's get some more mode. Anybody else need a mode around here? So, uh, so there's that song. There's a song by Jimmy Eat World called Pain or Take My Pain Away. I do like uh, what was that Jimmy Eat World song? Yeah. The the uh the la 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 bit. It's oh. very cheesy. It was a big hit for them though. It was like it was a cover, right? Was it? Yeah. I don't know if the song I was thinking of is a cover. You don't know. It's like probably their biggest hit. Yeah, it's, I think it's a cover. What is the name of it? Um, I don't know because it's, it's like my least favorite other songs. Oh, I, I kind of enjoy it. It's, it's a nice. They, it's actually, a, they just dropped a new album. It's a nice little fun song. I, I'm not a big. They're a little soft for me, but let me let me look it up. Gotcha. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Sweetness is a cover, right? Is Sweetness a cover? I think I think it is. I don't think so. Sugar on the asphalt. No, it's called Sweetness. It's definitely called Sweetness. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the name of the song. Let's look it up. Yeah, look it up. There's that. There's a, a song by Muse that gets me going. I like Muse. Um, but I, I, you know, you know what I found about Muse? John Williams does go get me going, but not like the like the sprint out. After the hook on the second verse, uh-huh. I'm done with the Muse record. And it goes um, it goes left for me. Every song of theirs goes a bit left for me. I'm not. I'm no longer interested. What was that? That one song by uh, Pussifer, um, Devil. Devil not a bitch, but the popo don't give a shit. 
Uh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. That's uh, conditions of my parole. Yes, yes. Yeah. That song's another one that gets me going. I don't. I'm not very good with the name of songs. I saw them live. Plus uh, about it. It was a great. It was a great time. Oh, this is a commercial. Hold on one second. Thirteen. Fifteen second commercials. That's, that's a little much. Enough yeah. already. Suck it. Now they're getting a free ad on Nerd Rage. Thanks for the free yeah. ad, Bobby. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank them. We're never gonna monetize this shit if we keep it up. This is this. Here we go. Are you listening? Are you listening? I got a question. Are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> important question though, Adam. Are, are you listening? Is this a new song? No, it's like it's like it's like probably like the most well-known song I would think. I don't know this song. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know if this is a cover. Yeah. I like this song. It's uh. Sing it back. It's it's, it's very much highway music. IMO. Yeah, I, I could co-sign that. Yeah, but I'll let it rip, I'll let it rip in, the, in the highway. Yeah. We get back into the city, might yeah, just turn it down a little bit. Roll the windows up. To, you know, you should just embrace all the music you like. Don't be so closeted about some of the stuff. I have to be, man. I don't know why yeah, it is. It, I don't know. I understand that it's a... Because you're a music tough guy. I understand it's a shallow thing. You're a music tough guy. No, it's not even that. I, yes, I, you are. You it's not that. It's, it's because I'll, I'll listen to some soft shit in, in, in non-highway music. I just... I don't... You know what it is? If I'm playing music loudly and I'm around other people... I want to be putting you on to something. I don't want. I don't want to be playing something oh, you already yeah, know. That trendsetter. That's that trendsetter. Finding the funny for people. Yep, I guess so. <laughs> hey, at least I give you. At least I give your stuff a shot. <laughs> and I thought of other movies. You have never. You never watched Stay. Which one's that? It's it's a movie. It's also a ten out of ten for me. It is, it's, I've been thinking about this last night. So I have a bunch of movies that I've purchased uh-huh. on my own uh-huh. with my own money uh-huh. that I have not yet watched. What's that? So I haven't watched BVS since I bought it. The ultimate cut. I watched. I watched the di- digital download when I got it. Mm. I got um, the Five Army Hobbit movie. Still have never seen it. But I got it, uh, the last part of a trilogy. Never finished it. <laughs> yeah. Well, at this I point, the, you, at I this bought p- the Watchmen Ultimate Edition. Haven't watched it. You never seen that? Nope. Never seen it. I know, right? That's a ten out of ten for me. Yeah. Um, I got Wolfman Extended Seer- Extended Ultimate Cut. Super gruesome. Like Benicio Toro. Never seen it. Anthony Hopkins going full Wolfman. It's awesome. There's another. I bought like a bunch of movies here recently. There's another one. I don't know what it was. I bought the Iron Giant for the kids. I didn't watch that one. That's the only reason I watched them. I like. You know what? I'm I'm thinking. I just I don't I don't watch movies anymore because most of the stuff that I watch it's either a half an hour or forty minutes and yeah. then I'm done. I'm moving on to the next thing. I saw. Uh, we watched Captain Phillips last night. How so was good. that? You never seen, seen it? Oh, I it's great. See it. it's, that, that might be Tom a ten Hanks. out of ten. That might be a 10 out of 10. Tom Hanks, 10 out of 10. Uh, yeah, well... He's the gift of our generation. I think Tom Hanks' real 10 out of 10 work is in Dragnet and Turner and Hooch, mainly. Is Tom Hanks the best actor of our generation? Uh, if you compare this work on Turner and Hooch and Big and maybe... No, I'm, I'm asking a genuine question here. Like, not, no, no funny ha-has. Uh, um, uh, that's kind of how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Dragnet is probably my favorite Tom Hanks movie. I mean, it might be your favorite Tom Hanks movie, but I know you don't think that's his best acting. It's pretty good. Did you see uh, Cloud Atlas? Totally believe that character. Did you see Cloud Atlas? Cloud, Cloud Atlas? Yeah, I didn't care for that. Was Halle um, Berry in that? Yes. Yeah, I didn't care for that. Um, Not because of Halle Berry. They, a lot of people sure. wore Asian face in that. Joe, how did it make you feel? Oh, Joe, Joe, Joe KW's in the house. Black Phillip. This, this is actually the next day from our interview. Correct. So if you, What's that? I should tell the story here since Joe is here as a point of reference. Tell it. Well, you know, but we didn't get a lot of feedback from it, so I'm like, maybe people don't want to know. What story? 
uh, of of what really caused burn of like the that that story that that troll story of what really brought burn about. Go ahead and do it. I didn't get a lot of feedback though. Maybe maybe people don't want to hear get feedback from burn. No, from from people about hearing that story. Remember we talked about it a couple weeks ago in Nerd Rage, and I said if you want to hear the story, let us know. We'll talk about it. But oh yeah, but I mean, there's so much there. They might not you know want to put down this award winning show. I just and they might forget because of the other funny hahas that's entertained them so much, and like their curiosity is because we satisfied them. They've been satisfied. They don't have any, you know, they don't know what they want. Come here. I just got to give the people what they want. They don't know what they want. I'm trying to. So I'm certainly trying to. Go ahead. Tell the story. Um, okay. All right. It's a year special. So I guess that's that's a good reason. This is the year special. Um, Black Phillip is here as well. So it all started when I did... I did a, a review on the Combiner War stuff. Joe, I want you to pay attention to this bit because I want your opinion as an, as an Asian-American. Proper Asian-American, born in China. Hong, M- Hong Kong. Much, much, much like Sub-Zero. Chinese Digital <laughs> Warrior. <laughs> um, His heart so cold. Sub-Zero. Joe Um... <laughs> so I had these two skits. I can't remember. They were both kind of the same thing. They were both that like a joke was going to be made in poor taste, mm-hmm. and I was choosing not to make the joke. Was the joke? Yes. You know what I mean? So it cut to me on the couch, and I was like, "Nope, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it." And then I would give a hint of what it was, and then we cut back to the video. That yeah. was like the, the that was the gag of it. Yes. I did more than one video like that. Well, this one was about Minosaur. It was about Motormasters, the Motormaster yes. skit, and. This is about a I year. I should say the one woman's behind me, and I haven't laid eyes on it yet because I was too busy setting up the computer. Uh-huh. It's kind of bugged me. The player's it. Don't, don't, Dude, it looks, it looks it. good. I haven't got yeah. a chance to really get into I, it. Yet. I'm sure you'll be fucking around with it here soon. No, no, no. I don't really? want to get this built. Um, so the skit was based on the fact that his sculpt of his eyes looks Asian to me, which stereotypical Asian or like. Legitimately Asian. Get the toy, Joe. Could you? It's on, it's, it's on the other side. It's in the Island of Misfit Toys. You may have to move a couple ones out of the way. It'll be on the the right bookshelf, second row down, third row down, somewhere in that vicinity. But like, you know, normal. He'll be <laughs> sitting there in an Asian squat, Joe. He can't find it. Maybe it's not over there. Most Transformers have like a very similar, like it's either the visor, yeah, or it's like a very similar like diamond shape, like yes, you know. No, it was definitely over there. Uh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. Uh, I think it's it's on the right bookcase. Okay, all right. And these are cut smaller. Like they're the opening for the eye is a is he <laughs> Joe is laughing at it. Why he's looking at it? What do you think, Joe? I remember that video so much. Yeah. And it also, he's got high cheekbones. Yeah. The high cheekbones. Yeah. I think doesn't, it doesn't doesn't hurt. The eyes definitely, I think, it would draw. Well, but you I in. think it's the, I think it's the cheekbones as well. well that's like, fine. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It's definitely. Joe said, in case you didn't hear, I'm gonna repeat verbatim. It's definitely off of our peoples. Right. Quote unquote. That's a quote from our Asian American representative, because we wouldn't have this conversation without him here. So, the joke was, there's something about these eyes. It just looks, it just looks, and it cuts. To me on the couch, saying, nope, this time I mean it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. But uh, it's 
it looks like he may be from uh, a certain part of the world or something or like a certain like something something along those lines so this guy commented on the video and said you are making fun of mongoloids making fun no 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 and and, and you're thinking you're thinking about it the wrong way but th- this guy actually made a better joke than me okay and he said but my brother is retarded this is what he said in the in the comment yeah you make fun of one of us you make fun of us all so i'm i'm fairly i'm i'm i've only got about a year under my belt of the youtubing Still bit rookie. and I wanted to make sure that he knew I wasn't actually making fun of people with any sort of mental disability, but a flag should have gone off in my head because people that have people in their family, like their nuclear family, especially that are have Down syndrome or a mental special needs. A, well, yeah, but a particular type of special needs, like a like cerebral palsy or Down syndrome or one of those one of those ones, um, one of those ones. If usually they they they're very sensitive about the word retarded. So this guy probably wouldn't have said my brother's a retard if his brother was, in fact, one of those individuals. So, but what he was saying was that I was talking about the the Mongolian. And he was taking the Mongolian term and flipping it to mean mongoloid is in a slang word for retarded, which is actually a smarter joke than what I was making. Do you know what I mean? And... And I was like, so I commented, I was like, look, man, I was like, you got me all wrong. It's not about, it's not about his mental, you know, abilities or his cognitive ability whatsoever. You got me all wrong. He was like, gotcha. So then he figured out that it was about that he looked Asian. Yeah. So he said, oh, you're racist. And then he wrote back like a third or fourth time, like, like people stop watching these racist reviews before I knew it. I probably had like 20 to 30 videos getting about one to two comments an hour for the stretch of like six to eight hours saying, we're on the TF forums. We're letting people know that you're a racist. And like, so I was like, fuck. I like, I I didn't know what to do. So I put, I took the video and put it on private and I made another video saying my words have been misinterpreted. And I'm losing my mind. And I mean, I'm getting this up. Like, all of this is happening in the time span of an hour. I'm losing my mind. I'm so fucking angry. And he responded back right then and there and said, you've been trolled. And then he deleted the comment. So then I deleted that video, and I put the other video back normal. Yeah. And then he uh, started still continuing with those comments and he, all that. He downloaded that video. Yeah. And he started continually making those comments, but I was smart about that video because I never said what I was talking about. Yeah. I was always speaking vaguely, so it, it could never be used against me. And... No, but he, he reposted somewhere. I didn't even see it. Yeah, on like Vimeo or something. Skullface apologized about his racist comments. But I never but I never said anything about racist comments in that video. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I never made any racist comments to fucking begin with. Saying something looks Asian isn't racist. Right. <laughs> Not liking Asian food isn't racist. So he started like I, I'm like I, I think that this guy is I, I think there's I think it's like an army now. 
out to get me, you know, and I don't, I don't have any sort of point of reference. So I'm losing, I'm losing my mind. I'm really, I'm going crazy. Like I, I want to hurt someone bad. And, uh, so Robert D had been watching. He saw the video go down. He saw the other video go up. He saw that video go down. He saw the original video go up. He called me and he was just like, what's going on? And I like, I wouldn't have talked to anybody. You know, I, I like, that's not how I deal with real stress in my life. And we talked and he talked me down from a ledge and he was like, look, I'm going to find out who this guy is or who these people are. So like, I mean, we had like $600 worth of stuff done. I think I found his name and address too, right? To find out. I no, got I, his picture. Yeah, I, I sent it all to you once yeah. you got it. But I, 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 I found out I know everything about him. Everything. Like, I know where he works. I know his boss's name. <laughs> yep. I know his parents' names. I know where his parents live. I know I know everything about him. Um, and even still, like, I've had, I had another guy come out of the blue saying, like, I know who this guy is. That's how I really, really we found confirmed, him. We confirmed it. Yeah, he was like, I know who this guy is because he's fucked with me. And, but I, I, like, so now, like, he'll still surface every now and then, and he'll make, like, a comment along the same thing, and I just. You should be like, thanks. So I just, so I just, oh, fuck, edit, edit that out, edit that out. Was that really his name? <laughs> oh, shit, I, didn't, I just took a guess, man. <laughs> yeah, edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stick in that steel pipe, Joe. I just got a. Uh, All right, we're back recording again. Okay, that was so, pretty funny. So, so yeah, so so uh, like when I realized like this other dude had problems with him and everything else, I was like, okay, so so pretty much what I just ended up doing was just anytime he said anything, he I just blocked his account. So we had to make so many accounts, you know, yeah. like like. Which isn't the biggest deal in the world, but still, you got to make a new email. You got to click here. I mean, you're gonna get tired of doing it if you don't get any traction. Yeah. Um, and I'm here to tell you, like, if anybody's listening to this that creates any sort of content whatsoever, and you come across a troll problem, the best way to handle it, and this is from experience, is ignore, delete, block. Because what they want is a reaction. Yep. And if you don't give them that reaction. They will go away. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Don't it's, feed the troll. It's, and it's the only way to win. Except Adam and I were going to fly to this area where he lives. Do you remember this? Yeah. I'm down. I'm yeah. still down to do it. We were gonna we were gonna fly to this area. I mean, and, it's like across the fucking country. Yeah. Yeah. So, and we and we on the west coast. And we knew some we knew some other things about him, and we were gonna fly to this area. We were gonna infl- go to his work. We were gonna infiltrate this area, and and we were going to befriend him, and. And then we were going to like go out to eat. Do you remember this? Oh, Do you yeah. remember talking about this? Oh, yeah. And then I was gonna say, hold on, I gotta go to the bathroom. I was gonna go to the bathroom, change into the skull face stuff, come back out, and Adam was gonna be recording it as I came back out and sat down across the table from him. But it was just it was an awful lot of money to commit to <laughs> It might still be worth it though. It might it, I, I'm not I'm not anti. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like, if you got a fucking dude. But yeah, I mean, he said, I mean, he said horrible things about you know myself, your daughter, my daughters. Yeah. Um, I mean, horrible, horrible things. Things that things that he would never, he would he, if if I could, if I could reach out and touch him, he would only say it to me once. Oh, he probably wouldn't say it to you. Or he probably would. Face. Yeah, yeah. No. But if he did, dude, I guarantee you that if we did that, he would just start crying. 
like just crying. But as much as he wants. As much as he wants. <laughs> as much as he wants. Because he's scared and he's terrified. But but it would have only been once. And I, I, that's not to say that I'm some kind of tough guy. But um, you know, your your family's your family. Yeah, yeah. No. So that's that's pretty much that. I mean, there's more ins and outs of it, like. Uh, and that's why, like, every now and then when, when I talk about Robert D., I'll be like, that dude, you know, like, he can do real, no real let wrong. Me, let, me, let me talk some true stuff right now. There is no such thing as anonymity now. Shit does not exist. Yeah. Like, it is not very hard to look up somebody's IP address. Uh, I mean, a couple hundred bucks, and, and you say the wrong thing to the wrong person, a couple hundred bucks, and you can be at your front door taking you to task, as Brave would say. Shout out to Wicked Ducks. Um. So, I mean, you know, the internet is not to sit there and be a douchebag all the time, you know. Make your internet friends, have a good time, talk about, you know, nerdy stuff, and, and go home. Be be happier, better, better person for it, you know. Or you can be a Betty person. <laughs> be a Betty. Be, be, be a, a Betty person. Be a so, sweaty Betty. A sweaty, dude, I was a sweaty Betty when <laughs> Joe and I got back running. It's funny, man. I was upstairs in the shower, you know. Say, hey, Joe, you take a shower. He felt kind of uncomfortable getting in with me. You know, that's, I understand. Sure. <laughs> so I said, just go down in the basement. It's fine. Come so on, I'm man. up there, to, I'm up be. there, you know, lathering up my, my chest hair, thinking about, you know, Joe's naked dolphin body. <laughs> kind of got down to another region. Had to do a little man, man little manscaping, a little grooming down there, you know. You don't have to be, you know, gay or anything to, let, you know, <laughs> let, a, let a good friend come in, scrub you up, you know, like. <laughs> It's just like a part of friendship. Yeah, man. Stop being so suburban, Joe. You know, suds falling down to small your back and crack yeah. your ass. It's not Do good. you remember that from the Martin Lawrence bit when they were going cross country? I'm trying to help you out trying to crack your back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's funny, dude. Good stuff. But, yeah, that was, uh, well, you know what's fun? That, was that story. You want to hear something some crazy? Yeah, oh, yeah. Some dude... Like, there's this one dude at work. I don't know how to. I don't know how to handle this. Let me get some advice from you. Sure. Maybe this isn't podcast worthy. Well, you be the judge. Oh, it's it's like it depends on what you say because you could say something really good, <laughs> which would totally make it worth it, or you could be like, oh, dude, that might be too much. Okay. I'll. I'll you know what? I'll save it for later. Okay. I'll save it for later. Let's move on. All right. Are we move getting on, into news? We could. Anything else on the on your? Oh, I, I'm. I just want to say I'm. I'm Episode twenty of Gurren Lagan and it's it's pretty good. I'm digging it. Seen started season you know, halfway through season two, I guess. And I'm really happy with it. Joe, thanks for the thanks for the suggestion. You're yeah. Welcome. Yeah. You're, you're welcome. Must be nice. <laughs> Dude, I'm just I'm not gonna like it, man. You're not gonna like it. No. You know? You're, I, you're gonna you're gonna loathe it. You're gonna think less of Joe and I. If you have to watch, it. I think I think you're probably right. Like, uh, you know, you, it's hard to watch this. Anime is a anime is not an easy thing for me to get into. Like it's it's there's a, there's a cultural divide there that is hard for me to mend the gap. You know what it is for me? What is it for you? Like I just like the, you know what? It's it's unashamed to be over whatever it wants to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'm not saying that I can't even appreciate that. Well, yeah, but I'm like, like, I'm just like, you know what? Let me just see your whole vision. Like, like nobody's controlling it. Nobody. If they want to do giant penis monsters, they can do giant penis monsters. Sure. You know what I mean? As much whatever fucked up concept or idea or or whatever's in your head, you can put it on there and just let loose. Are you saying that giant penis monsters is a fucked up? Hey man, it's 
it's it's fucked up, fucked down, fucked sideways. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure if I'll stand for that sort of slander when it comes to giant <laughs> penis monsters. It's fucked whatever way you can imagine. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, like, it's something about the dialogue. There are no giant penis monsters in this, unfortunately. If they had a giant penis monster. It'd be even better. It'd be even better. I mean, like, tentacles everywhere. But there, there's something about in every orifice. the dialogue, something about the way that they talk and communicate with one another where I just have a hard time buying into it. Yeah. It's goofy. Go ahead. No, no go it, ahead, man. Joe. Say it. Just we'll... yell at us. That's, that's one of the things I noticed about Japan when I was away. Yeah. That's Yeah, that's how they talk. Like in, in the nerd district and stuff, they're they're really like emotive and shit. So like when like uh if if like a, a chick stumps her toe, she'd be like, I stubbed my toe. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> they, they, like, they, like, I like it already. Okay. It, it was it was it was weird. It was Super like, dramatic. It's because it, it's always when they make those like like sound effects and like my kids watch a lot of like anime, like they watch like a lot of Pokemon and stuff like that, and and they do that shit. It drives you crazy. It drives me crazy. Yeah. You know, like, like, like my, my oldest, for instance, like, she'll be like, like, she knows she didn't eat all of her food that she needs to eat in order to have a snack, you know? But she'll ask, like, can I have a snack if I just eat this? And I'll be like, no. She'll be like, what? You know, like, that comes from that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 It's, it, you know, it's funny, man, because there is stuff like that, too, that drives me crazy. My kids, like, stop talking like a baby. Yeah, oh, yeah, that shit's and, uh, the worst, too. And, uh, use your real, like, Kara went through a, a phase when she wasn't using her, like, real voice. And I had to, like, kind of, like, lean on her about it. And I was pro- probably tons of damage. That's going <laughs> to cost me thousands of dollars in therapy later. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, it is what it is, though. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fine. It is fine. <laughs> it is fine. So, should we talk about the news this week? Sure. All right. I'm glad that you gave me permission. I'm not stalling while I'm looking at the news. I'm just trying to speak to you and appreciate you giving me permission to talk about the news. Not a problem. Ignore these couple clicks on my phone that I'm doing while talking to you. Uh, It's totally unrelated. All right, so you posted in here this Max Steel trailer brings the iconic Mattel toy to life. I don't even remember this toy. You don't remember him? No. It's like a a CGI cartoon early. Bring up a picture, Black Phillip. Yeah. But it's funny. It's like, uh, what's his face is in it? Um, fuck. I love that Ray guy. Ray Liotta. Oh, Ray Liotta. Yeah. He's kind of like a. Uh, Falling off a little bit. Yeah, he kind of does. He's doing like tequila fucking commercials and shit. I just want to be like, are you making good choices? <laughs> well, you know what, man? I guess. You're fucking Henry. Was it Henry Hill? Is that what his character's name? I think it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yes. thought of some other 10 out of 10 movies, too, man, that I wanted to bring up. Um. Uh, two Towers is a 10 out of 10. Yeah, movie. especially the, the... The uncut. Uncut one. Yeah. But uh, anyway, continue. So what, tell, me, Fellowship, tell me... Fellowship is the uncut. Actually, I think Fellowship, the uncut one, I like more. I, I like them all uncut better. Um, and I so can, to I speak. Can watch, <laughs> <laughs> that is not a true statement. <laughs> um, two Towers, I can, I can watch either or. Yes. Uh, yeah. t- actually, Two Towers is the only one I can watch yeah. either way. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to watch the last one at all. You know what's funny? Did those, just get, did those go downhill and we just didn't realize it? Because we were like, because The Hobbit is a little bit worse. And I, I felt like the decimation of Smog was smoke. Smog. 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 And I'm not even, I ha- you know, I bought the whatever, but I haven't haven't watched it yet. The Five Armies. Have you seen that one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was it good? 
Yeah, it's fine. Garbage. This guy. Early, early animation. I don't remember that at all. Oh, There's I do. Yeah. 2001. Oh, no wonder. I was... Was it 2001? That's about... No. I was about that life. No, no, no. 2001. <laughs> wow. Um, that was... Well, you were... Yeah. It was the same... It, it came out at the same time that He-Man came out, so maybe it was 2001. Well, it's, it's still... It's very bizarre to me. I maybe. think. Um... But yeah, I think as far as the Lord of the Rings films, like the, the third one is just kind of more of the same. You know, it's like yeah. more armies. You're talking about the, the Hobbit, Hobbit three. The Hobbit three. The third one of the Hobbit three is just kind of more of the same. It's more elves, more dwarves, yeah, more, more orcs, more fighting, more arrows, more swords. Because that makes sense. That's how to make it better. That's how. That's how to make it better. Yeah, I guess so. I guess it came. I guess 2001. I mean, shit, that's 15 years ago. I don't know if I would say that was a classic Mattel property. It used to come on before or after something that I watched, like Samurai Jack or um, <laughs> whatever. What else came out? That yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't watch that though. There's it, something that used to come on. Maybe Gargoyles. No, Gargoyles is way earlier. Gargoyles is the shit, man. They need to they need to reboot that. That's a franchise they need to make. They're talking about a live action movie. That would be cool. Yeah. Hey, not for nothing. That uh. That interview yesterday was a lot of fun. It was. It was good. I, 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 you mean the interview we just had? Yes. I meant. To, I meant. To, I, I was hoping to hear back from you to talk more about it because you got a letter that you were concerned about in the mail. Oh yeah, you got a letter from the IRS. Is that? I didn't. I was going to go ahead. You feel comfortable? <laughs> I don't care. Is it? Is it? How was that? Everything fine? Well, what it was is that like, so. How did quick story? This is how story time. Is. This is how we roll. So in 2015, I started a company with a partner. It lasted like six months, and I bought him out because he was, you know. Um, wanted to move out of state. He wanted to move back home. And so when I did that, the people who were working with us, we just converted them to contractors uh, because before they were kind of working, they were employees and they were working, so we converted them to contractors. And then we brought in a new partner and kind of started up the old operations again, and they came back as employees in 2016. So basically there's like times they were employees and times that they were contractors. And the IRS like, whoa, why are these people, you know, what happened to your employee Tech, payroll or whatever during this time, but we didn't have payroll at that time. So it's all sorted. So it's, it's all sorted. It's no just, big deal. Yeah. The, the, oh, beautiful. I mean, I'm sure it'd be like 400 bucks for the goddamn accountant. Because you've had some bad IRS oh, letters oh, in yeah, your time. Yeah, yeah man. One, I had this one one time. It was all because of your independent entrepreneurial ventures, not because you're just bad at your yes, W-2s and yes, so Yes, I pay my taxes, but anyway. we got this one was fucked up. And I just didn't want people to think like, oh, man, I thought that guy was on top of it. No, I'm on top of it, but we think it's, <laughs> eight, it's like an $8,000 bill. Um, Gee, but you know, I give it. I, you know, wife is gangster, man. She had that shit paid off in no time. You ever watch that fucking that, that uh, Zeitgeist video? Or, the, or the, isn't the Zeitgeist where they're like, you don't even have to pay that shit? Yeah, yeah. Is that? I don't know, man. I'm is too it, scared to try it. Something that I want to look into. I don't know if it's real, but apparently, you can pay the federal government for your freedom and never have to pay taxes again. Hmm. There's like something that you some have loophole. to do. Some loophole. And you basically pay them one lump sum, and apparently it's something that existed back in the day. And oh, you can like, do it now. John but, Adams did it, and now you can do I mean, it if you look it up. It, like one of those things. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, and I, I don't know if it's just an urban legend or a rumor, but you can like pay like a hundred thousand bucks or something, and you have to frame it a certain way, but you don't have to pay taxes anymore. Well, you know what they say, Adam. They say that freedom isn't free. It isn't. So it isn't. maybe that's rolled into that charge. Well, I mean, you live in a, you know. And now you make me get a political statement. Well, I mean, it comes down to it. If you believe in government, 
You believe in guns. Do you believe also in God? Because those are the, th- the big three Gs. No. no. Well, you don't have to believe in God. Oh, okay. But I mean, at, at the end of the day, what a government is, is somebody who's going to make you do something at the end of a barrel. Hey, do you, um... Don't pay your taxes? Man with guns going to show up and take away your freedom or make you pay your taxes. Speaking of taxes, mm-hmm. are, are you getting fucking hit left and right by the school system? What? I, I fucking who knows? I feel like every time I turn around, they're asking me for ten or fifteen dollars. Well, dude, I'll tell you, moving back from Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania was horrible. I, I'm not, I'm not a fan of that, the Commonwealth, Pennsylvania. I'll tell you, like, so I pay my fucking taxes. Yeah. But now I got to pay the teacher for some planner, and then I got to bring school supplies for the teacher. They send you like a list, like so, like my kid had to bring like dry erase markers and shit like that. That is. Honestly. A story life. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I feel like every time I turn around, they're 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 nickel and diming me. It's always under twenty bucks. But before you know it, you spent like a fucking hundred dollars. Anyway, let me tell you about this new cell phone plan I got. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into some nerd shit. Okay. So also there was this uh, suck lord. Meet the suck lord. Did you watch that? I did. It's fucking awesome, right? So talk about it. I'm fucking I, I, fucking I, awesome, bro. I, I find it funny that you think it's awesome. Why? I, don't, I wouldn't think that it was something that you would think is awesome. I think, I would think, I think it was something that you would belittle. I, I think that's definitely art. All right, so this guy, he's called the Suck Lord, King Suck Lord, and he has this company where basically he makes bootleg toys. Yes. But like he'll take like a classic toy and like change. Like all right, so the the I guess the one that did it is the gay stormtrooper. Correct. So basically, it's a pink a pink stormtrooper. But they can't call it that, so they call it like Gay Empire. Gay Empire figure. Maybe, yeah. But he's got a huge bulge in his pants. Yes, and he's pink. And he's pink. Yes. And so, like, the whole the whole thing I was, thought the bulge was moderate, but continue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was like, <laughs> look at that. <laughs> God, that must be tight. How can he, how can he move in that? Um, <laughs> dude, did we talk about... Did we talk about... Uh, yeah, man, that's it. Did we ever talk about uh, when we were in Pompeii on the Nerd Rage? I think so, but it's always a good one. Oh, uh, dude, this, this, this is... Mr. Skullface in his fucking prime. <laughs> yeah, that was. So we that was before we, I got we did a. Uh, so it was like my wife and I's year anniversary, but you guys had just got married. Yeah, it was six months later. It was our honeymoon. So yeah, so we were like, hey man, let's all you know, you guys want to go out to Europe and like so basically it was like a double double honeymoon, mm-hmm. you know, super weird. Great time, great time. Like with the best. Like I tell people all the time, like, hey man, you want to have a family? And they're like, yeah, of course. Like, make sure you go to Europe first. Yeah, I wouldn't do it now. And go with your best friend. Yeah, I wouldn't do it now. Hey, what do you think about, side note, episode 69, having an interview, like, ask the listeners to pose questions and wives. and have our wives do the answers and have, like, a little chat. Ooh, I don't know. Might be the gatekeeper and the key master. I think they, they, might, be, really, they might reveal all of I our I think secrets. that would be interesting. Because, like, like <laughs> it is, it is, I, I don't think there are many wives that have to deal with this dynamic. Level of bullshit? Well, not, Maybe. like, necessarily level of bullshit, but, like, it is... Like Laura has to commit to me. She also has to commit to the Russmans. Okay. And your wife has to commit to you. She also has to commit to the skull faces because yes. it is and yes. I don't think that many wives have that dynamic in their life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think it would be interesting. Not not, not the whole show, but just like a like a segment. It's like, funny that you say that. Like a half hour, forty five right, minutes. So segment. I was at a funeral yesterday. I had to go my cousin passed away, forty nine years old, had a heart attack. It's crazy. Yeah. Now he's older than me. Um, and, uh, so, like, his son is, like, you know, Fuckhead. 
that he he's, is. He's awesome. Left oh. his driver's license <laughs> yeah. in a dead man's hand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> True romance. When you see, what is it? Tell the angels in heaven. You never, never saw evil, evil so, so singularly personified, personified as you did in the face of the man, the man who killed, killed you. you. Have you ever heard of the Antichrist? <laughs> yeah. No, uh, who are you? I'm the Antichrist. You got me in a vendetta kind of mood. mood. <laughs> um, anyway, so any, so I was there, and like I hadn't seen, I guess my second cousin Sean for like twelve years. He's like the only one that there that I was kind of attached to. We were talking. And he's living in L.A. now. He's like, yeah, dude. I was like, I was like, I said, any of your friends still live here? He's like, no, everybody's gone. And he, he was in the Navy for like eight years, I think. Um, can you hear me? All right. I don't. Yeah. Good. I feel like I'm coming through. One, two. One, two. All right, cool. I'll trust you, and if it's not, you'll get a flogging later. <laughs> but um, I, I, did like, yeah. you, I did see you in that movie, though, Fuck Black yeah. Phillip. You did a great job. Yeah, yeah, good job, man. So, uh, anyway, so he's like, yeah, man, I don't have any more roots here, you know? And, like, that, that part of the family I don't, you know, really see and communicate with, and there's not many of them left, you know what I mean? And there's, like, my family I don't, you know, I don't see very often besides, you know, you and Laura. Mm-hmm. So and I was like I was like coming back home I was like it's kind of depressing it's like man I, I was like uh, I drove near my old house in in uh, PG County I I call I passed my my grandmother's old place in Oxon Hill which is like dude I went I drove down South South Capitol Street yesterday I was like fuck I, I shit you not there was a little kid playing in a medium on a three lane highway three lanes each way highway. With a old styrofoam cooler, he was like playing action figures, and there's just like a bunch of people just sitting out there, just chilling, like on the guardrails, just having a chill, having a chill fest on the highway. Nice that he had action figures, though. Yeah, kind of digging that. Yeah, I don't. Well, they look like action figures. They could just be sticks and poo, shaped like action <laughs> figures, because I was driving at a pretty good speed to get through that area, you know. So, um, and I, you know, exit 4B, man, I passed that on on the Beltway, and then coming back. I saw my other grandmother's house because I was going up uh, Branch Avenue. And I, was, I, was, I had a feel. I called my dad. I was like, hey, man, what was our old address? I couldn't find it because they, they changed the street numbers. Uh-huh. Um, but I was like, I was like, God damn it. This is like the fucking, this is like the ghetto. It's like a scene from Innocent Society. Um, what'd you say, Papa? Dude, <laughs> I got the fuck out of there quick. Um, I got I, these cheeseburgers, man. <laughs> Two double cheeseburgers. <laughs> Suck your dick. <laughs> Oh man, so I, I got a I got a I got a, a funny story about that. You know, not for a side note. Yeah. Worst thing that ever happened to like quote unquote black gangster films, which yeah. I do enjoy. Yeah. Is letting the rappers infiltrate them. Hmm. Like not professional where, actors. Where they where they became more. Except DMX. I gotta feel like DMX did a good job. Well, I feel like I feel not for, I feel like Belly Belly's a little weird. Yeah. But I kind of like it for being weird. And I think that the cinematography of Belly mm. is beautiful, like from front from front to back. Like it was Hype Williams, who's like a yeah, yeah like he has an eye for that shit. Let me back to my dick sucking. Uh, Paid in full is the only exception with uh, Cameron because Cameron did a great job. <laughs> That's another movie I haven't watched. Paid in full. It's fantastic. No, it's fantastic. I'll let you borrow it. Sure. Hey, well, why don't you make Why don't you make, give a, me a, make a, pile? a list? Make a pile. Make a pile for me. Okay. Um. So anyway, so I, I had this buddy who was he's a retired sheriff, whatever deputy. He said one time he came, he found this guy. Really hard. Found this guy getting his dick sucked by another guy. And the guy who was getting his dick sucked was a 
was a drug dealer and the guy sucking his dick was a fiend. He's like, right? it's not what it looks like. It's exactly what he said. <laughs> and he said, he, so he, he like, he arrested them both. He's talking to the junkie. He's like, dude, you realize, he's like, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem. He's like, dude, you were sucking his dick for fucking crack. That, by definition, is a problem. He's like, you just don't understand. And so he went to the drug dealer. He's like, why would you do this? Yeah, like, are you gay? He's like, no. He's like, why would you do that? He's like, because I want to show him who he is. And I was like, holy shit. You know? So, uh. Wow. Yeah. Power play, bro. Yeah, no power shit. Power play. It's like that fucking scene in Hateful Eight. Like, I'm wondering <laughs> if that's where Quentin Tarantino got it from. <clears throat> so anyway. Yeah, man. Uh. But anyway, I was, I was thinking about like that kind of the nature of family and everything and how, like once my grandmother moved from that area and it was like the linchpin for all of the different generations, you know, she's got like 10 grandkids and 10 great grandkids right now. Um, and everybody kind of like went their own way. I saw my cousin Ryan, which I hadn't seen forever. He's all tatted up from, you know, got full sleeves, got shit on his fucking neck. Like, God damn, dude. And, I would love um, to get neck tattoos. Huh? I would love to get something on my neck. I have one in particular I really want bad, but I can't. Against stress code. Oh yeah, yeah. I wanted. Actually, my hands are against stress code too. Really? Yeah. And you I, guys I, have to do. Ne- I wanted yeah, to get. Say it. I wanted to get. Um, Were they talking about this? I wanted to get Autobot and Decepticon symbols on the top of my hands. Uh But which one would be the right hand? Probably Decepticon. <laughs> that's, that's what. That's what does the, the devil's work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, have you seen that one picture of like the Hulk, and it's like one of those force perceptions where the Hulk's hand. I, I like that. Hand. I've seen it with Bruce Lee too. Yeah, but you see what the guy said. What? This guy realized he made a mistake when he when he looks down and watches the Hulk jerk him off every day. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hulk smash, man. Yeah, man. I gotta be very. I'll be very careful. That's what I tell my. That's what I tell my. I'm dick. A very visual dude. That's what I tell my dick man. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to some nerd shit. Oh yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, this uh, horror movie. Oh, we didn't really finish talking about the Suck Lord thing though. Oh yeah. So anyway, he was making. He's making bootleg <laughs> toys. He's making his own mold. They're kind of a boutique thing. You know, it's it's almost like a saw, yeah. an artistic thing. Um, but there's like another bitch you didn't fuck, and it's just like some skanky hoe with her ass shown to you. And uh, Suck Realm 6000's got some Boba Fett. Gay Empire, Time for War. With his giant pelvic whatever. I thought it was moderate. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but I mean, it's it's interesting. I think it's I think it's a play on... It's a play on modern art in, in toys that I think yeah. is relative to... I thought to it was interesting culture. too. I just found it... I found it surprising that you va- validated it. I like art. I, I'm not saying you don't. I'm just saying I found it surprising that you... That I If you would have told me... Like pick from this list of things yeah. something that Adam will feel is valid, mm-hmm. wouldn't have been on there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, it was interesting to me. Some I, things you don't know about me, Mister. I felt like Mister um, Man. What movie is that from? Things you don't know about me, Mister Man. I don't know. It's from uh, American Beauty. But there What's was a, a Kevin Spacey movie where he gets shot at the end. That's American Beauty. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah, shit. <laughs> you don't know by now. Great movie. That's a ten. That's a ten. That's a ten. That's yeah. a ten. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's another ten. Maybe for a ten oh, seven? movie, Kevin Spacey has to die at the end for it to be a ten Ooh, out of ten. I don't know because uh, Kaiser Sose, Usual Suspects, is a ten. He didn't die at the end. That's true. He got away. Yeah. Scott Free. That's right. Hmm? I like that. I did. It's yeah. good. I'm not sure if I put anything with Jeff Bridges and another actor of any level of oh. quality. It's kind of pretty much guaranteed to be good. I'd put because we didn't put any like comedy type movies in there. Ooh, okay. I would put as good as it gets. It's a ten out of ten. 
Yes. Mr. Smarty Man, my bad. I love that movie, and I can watch it all the time, and I don't see a, a, a flaw within it. There's something about Mary. It's classic for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pivotal. 10 out of 10. I love um I love Jack Nicholson in As Good as It Gets. Yeah. Like I think Well here I am, sweetheart. <laughs> I love um I love that one part two parts specifically. I, I I rarely get the opportunity. But whenever anybody says talks about a person whose name is Spencer, mm-hmm. I always go, Spence. Because <laughs> that was the kid's name. And he says, I love how great you are with Spencer. Spence. <laughs> Yeah, you could you could do a Jack Nicholson well, my, proper impression. My dad, Look, yeah, it looks like yeah, that. yeah. Well, so anyway, and the other thing is, uh, the other line that he says in there is when she's like, he's like, she's like, like right now, I don't know if you're being weird or cute. And he's like, cute. <laughs> That's like, dude, you should like, dude, you should like grow it out, do the do the whole thing for and, Halloween one year, and do the um. And just wear whatever he wears. It was funny for a Halloween costume this year. I was contemplating growing my hair out. Really? Can you tell us what it is? No, but I'm not sure I could have it out in time, but I could pull it off if I could have it out in time. Jean-Luc Picard. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Um, okay. The other thing, the next thing on our list was this uh, horror movie, superhero horror. It, was like a, it looked like it was like a fan film thing or something. Oh, the short? Yeah, did, did you, you watch, watch it? it? I did not. Did you watch it? Oh, yeah. I tried to watch I tried. I tried. I ran out of time. Um, what, What's the name of it? Uh, super. Super, yeah. It's It was good. It was done well. Um, It's actually, shit, you kind of need to watch it, man. It's like nine minutes long, six or nine minutes long. It's not very long. Do you want me to watch it now and pause the show, or? Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's do that. It's a good idea. All right. Yeah, what do you think of that? Uh, I liked it. Did you, th- did you catch the part of the beginning? I'm not sure. The drawing? The drawing was that dude blowing up. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't yeah, put that so together. His shirt, his, like, that crazy shirt that he had on, his pants, his hat, his glasses. So she was pre-cogging what happened, what was going to happen. So get some more interesting questions. Did, you know, did she mean to kill that? Was that she there on purpose, or did she, you know, just know that that was going to happen? I will say though, the one thing that worries me about stuff like that is stuff like that happens, and then can you put the link of that into the show notes? Already did. You're, you're on top of it, man. And. And then Hollywood starts saying, "Oh, well, we'll just stop paying for these franchises, and we'll give just we'll just bring back Hancock, and we'll build our little universe with uh, Blow Up Head and and Hancock, you know." And that's what worries me about that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't think anybody. And then they all team up with Unbreakable at the end for Infinity War. <laughs> I, I think we're good. I don't think that's gonna happen. I mean, I just say that, that triggers. For me, when I when I triggered. when I see stuff like that, it was cool, man. I liked it. it was done well, yep. shot well. I agree. So she was a bitch, though. She could have given the guy a light. Maybe she didn't have a light. Maybe she used her powers to light it. Maybe, but she but she could have just said that. I don't have one. Yeah, you she know. Didn't have to say I don't smoke. I don't smoke while you're smoking. See, that's the whole thing. Like, did like did she instigate that? And the other thing is, did she because she, she knew like all right. So basically, just to tell you guys, you, I'll suggest you write it. But the chick is sitting like on a dock in a warehouse. She's drawing. She's drawing this guy with a checkered shirt, cap, and glasses on, blowing up, right? Guy gets out of a creepy-looking van, walks over to her, asks her for a light. She's smoking. She's, she's, she's like, I don't smoke. He's like, can I give you a ride? She's like, fuck off. She walks away. He starts driving up to her. Hey, I'm going this way if you, if you need a ride. Tells her to piss off again. She starts running. He starts chasing her. Corners her, pins her down. Like he's going to rape her. And he's like, where's your superpowers? Oh, before she said, how did you light your cigarette? She, she's like, I'm a superhero. 
and um, then uh, then she blows him up, and she's like, "Dick, I told you I had superpowers." Um, but the whole thing is like a precognition. She she saw that he was gonna blow him up. She's gonna blow him up before it happened. It's interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting little piece. Makes you think. I want to say though that there is something to me. There's something about when they do that shot of the close-up of a cherry of a cigarette while it's being inhaled, while it's being dragged on. Something about the way it looks and the way it sounds that comforts you. It's it makes me almost salivate. <laughs> Yeah. Like, like, like. There, there's a few times where, where it, it, it's happened. Like that was one when, when Dennis Hopper is smoking in True Romance. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's just something about that shit that seems so delicious. Well, you know, the they, they like enhance the sound of that. Like, yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course, you know, of course. It's like, course, it's like course. getting, it, it's like that sound is is been associated with us for so long. I used to watch that movie at Mario's house all the time, and Mario smoked in the house. Yeah. And. It was a tradition that when we watched that movie, when Dennis Hopper lit up, we lit up. Yeah. Like, we all lit up at the same time. Like, it was like, it was like a tradition. We used to do it all the time. Anyway, uh, Lost Boys, going for that young adult audience that you're so fond of. Is it young adult? Is it CW? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You oh, said well. that. Vampires, the 80s, and CW, what could be better? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you got to remind me sometimes, you know. Like, sometimes I'm in a, I'm in a drunken stupor, you know, when I write these things down. It's, uh... I guess good on them. I, I mean, uh, like, like uh, CW's already got like three or four vampire properties. Why do they need any more? Who you knows? Know? I, I love The Lost Boys. It's a good movie. We have a, we have a lot of more. Oh, I love, I love it too. Don't get me wrong. Uh, you know what else I, I wouldn't mind seeing properly rebooted? It would have to be really properly done is Nightbreed. Yeah. Well, it would never, they never continued it. I know. I know, but never. I would like to see it like start over. Really? But like Pelican, that was the dude with like the spiky head. I can't remember. Um, like he was a cool uh, character. Was that a Stephen King? I, it may have been. I don't yeah. remember. Look that up. Uh, yeah. I think it's one word. Pretty, pretty sure it's Stephen King. So let's talk about Marvel news. We got some big news this week. Did we? Uh, we did. Uh, old uh, red-headed young lady herself. Oh, yeah. For Mary Jane. Uh, you know what, man? Fine. It's good. <sighs> I'm fine with it, too. Because of her looks. Because of her looks. Yes. Because she looks like Mary Jane. Yes. Um, Is that a Stephen King? Clive Barker. Clive Barker. Nah. But I do, I ultimately don't care. And I, I like. I, I had to see how she portrays the character. Because there, she is arguably, yeah. Something sexy about that porcupine bitch. I'm just yeah, gonna say that. that's Pelican. <laughs> um, there, there is something about, Mary Jane may be the most well-defined superhero wife, wife ever. Lois Lane. That would be the only contender. Yeah, because Lois Lane's like her own hero. Yeah, but like, but she Mary Jane her, isn't. Yeah, you, do you know what I mean? She is now. She's uh, a Spider-Man now. Uh, oh. <laughs> Whatever. But you know <laughs> what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our Mary Jane before they <clears throat> fucked everything up. Yeah, like it, there's so they, they she really has to nail her, and I don't think that so to speak. And I don't think that there's been a proper Mary Jane ever. No. So no. no. I don't know. It is weird to me. It's like the race changes. Like you're gonna you're gonna change Mary Jane's race from white to black. Yeah. And you're gonna change the Asian guy's race from Asian to white. Yes. And it's Flash like Flash is gonna be Indian. Yeah. 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 White I guy. Think he's to, Indian. It, so why, why why those choices though? Do you know what I mean? Like why not keep the Asian guy Asian? We 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 don't have enough Asian representations. And this is an honest to god Asian and being Asian. 
kind of helps his character in some way. Like, it helps make it believable. Because he's good at math, Bobby? Racist. <laughs> so racist. No, but I mean, like, he, like there, there are other stereotypical things, though, to be fair. Like, he's a tech guy and, and that kind yeah. of stuff. And it's just like, it's it's like, okay, I believe, I buy this. <laughs> you know, like, I've never really met a white guy that's really good at tech. You know, like, not, I haven't. Like, I, I haven't really, you know, it's just haven't. But, I don't know. Whatever. I'm sure I, I'm... I, I'm open-minded towards it. I just, but the, I don't the understand. More, I, the more interesting thing is, is now that people see that, because she's a very light-skinned young lady. Yes. And she doesn't, like, she she has very, well, my theory is she's she's racially ambiguous. And that's like a, that's like a big marketing thing you see now. And I, it's funny, because I, I don't know if Mickey ever posted, he gave me a call, because he was pissed off. And, yes, uh, he was and very Mickey upset. he was like, dude, he's like, listen, man, I'm a black dude, but I don't want Mary Jane to be black. And then once he saw her, I think he did it one. He's like, "Oh, okay, she looks good. She looks like Mary Jane." You know what I mean? And I haven't talked to him. I, I, don't, I haven't talked to him about it since, so I don't want to put words in his mouth. Um, but uh, damn, I forgot where I was, was going to go with that. But oh yeah, we were talking about ra- like racial a- ambiguous. Like yeah, man, it's like he could be black, but he's got green eyes. So he's just like me. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah and they yeah. find these models like that nowadays, and maybe that's what they're going for with her. I mean, like she got like bright red hair in this, and like I don't, you know, I don't well, know. Is that? Portray it being well. I, she should have. I don't, yes, yeah. absolutely. That's kind of like, that's kind of like the one thing that that's like her one character trait that you all like. This is yeah. In, in, well, her, her one like, uh, uh, iconic yes. character trait. Yes. And so like once I like once I saw the red hair, I'm like, all right, I'm good. I'm good with that. My only th- my only question is, was it a casting call for Mary Jane and she knocked it out of the park? Okay. Or was it a casting call for black female for Mary Jane? That's 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 the information that I want to know. Yeah, because I want because if if it's if it's that, then whether or not she knocks it out of the part or not, it's still a pandering job. Yeah, and that's not what I want in anything anywhere. Yeah, is is pandering. Yeah. I, if 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 she came in and knocked that shit out, you know, like. They're like, look, here's the here's the casting tapes, and we Kirsten Dunst tried out for it again. I'd be like, oh, but well, thank God, it's just between the two of them. Well, thank God, bring on this new chick because you know what I mean. Like, like <laughs> did you see what James Gunn said about it, though? No, wh- he was like, if even... you're if you're worried about Mary Jane's uh, race, your life is too easy. <laughs> well, you know, I saw this other guy uh, go on this like bit of a Twitter rant, right? Okay. About like everybody being upset about it or whatever. Yeah. And and then this other guy commented, and it, it actually still hasn't been confirmed yet. If you go into IMDb, it's some she's some female named Michelle. Oh, well, let's just go in and put it in there. It still hasn't been confirmed yet. <laughs> but um, this guy said, "Well, what if? Let me just ask you a question." Because yeah. he said, "Like, there's nothing about Peter Parker or Mary Jane that that for them to, to need to be white character-wise." Okay. And the guy said, "Well, let me make you a question. Let me ask you a question, rather, not make you a question, because you're a human being, you and the question a, is actually not an animate object that you, you can could make me create. A yes, you could or make someone a sandwich or another cup of coffee. Correct, but you could not actually make them into a question. That's right. Um, he said." What if we were to make Luke Cage black? I mean, white. And he was like, "Well, no, that's not okay because being black is important to his character." Yes. And he was like, "If they were, if they were, to, there's never been a white character ever created. This is what he said in comics that needs to be white." And he said, "Well, if he said, he said if there were to be one, it'd be Captain White Privilege." Is what he said. Oh my God, the white privilege. Right. You know what, man? I got to give Bill Murr. He did this thing on white privilege the other day. It was actually pretty brilliant. Bill Murr. He, Bill Maher? Bill, Bill Maher. Yeah, yeah. I said Bill Burr. You said Bill Burr. It was Bill Burr, Bill, Bill Maher Bill, mix. Bill Murr. Bill, Bill, Bill Murr. Anyway, regardless, it, it's actually this rant about how he's like, it's this reverse. It's like this 
like, oh, look, I hate being white, so good for me. I'm white, and I hate being white. Or I'm white, and I think white is bad. He's like, it's, it's kind of like this bullshit. You know what I mean? He's like, I, 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 I actually, just look it up. It's pretty good. I okay. I liked it. Um, but he, he basically called out all the social justice white privilege. He's like, somebody so, told me, ch- check my privilege. He's like, yeah, I'm white, and I'm very privileged. Now what? What problem does that solve? You know what I mean? Stop being a douche. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I had that conversation with people of many races always about the privilege conversation, and I think that it, I think that people's perception of white people is different than the white experience, and I think that's probably true of white people with other races and their experience. Like, I think that the the perception of the black experience from white people is not accurate. Well, you know what's what is funny is that. Now, all the white people, in my experience, mm-hmm. just my personally, it's just a general white person. Mm-hmm. Just general. But, like, my grandparents, they had a difference. There was categories of, of different white. Like, you were Irish, or you were Methodist, or you were Baptist, Methodist. or you were ca- a Catholic. Like, so, you know. My, dirty, dirty Catholic. Yeah, like, my, my grandfather, well, one of my grandfathers was, you know, um, he was Portuguese, right? And my grandmother's family didn't like that. Back in the day, there was like, you know, there was there was some ethnic tensions going on. Yeah. And, and my great-grandmother at one point apparently like, you know, went crazy. My grandmother, like, I don't like that. You're not going to marry one of them type of things. And then, um, you know, once she met him and he was, you know, very handy guy, fixed her, built her a house or something, she loved him after that. But... Nowadays, we don't have that experience anymore, right? And I'm wondering, it's just like, you know, just this general cat, and I'm wondering how much longer it's going to be before our kids and whatever. There's not really a, you know, white, black type of thing. Like once there's so much interracial, it's just like, all right, this is American people. Now. Well, I'll tell you where, that, where it's like that right now. Where's that? It's in the Bronx. Yeah. Because like when I'm in the Bronx and I'm like, I talk to anybody, meet anybody, and we start talking about our nationality. It's like every person I talk to is like, well, I'm black, Puerto Rican, Irish, and Italian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. It's, it, it's, it's like become like uh, uh, the, the quote unquote, maybe like for that area, uh, like the true American race in, yeah. a, in a way, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's a, uh, you know, I did, we just did that 23andMe thing. Um, and I've got like South Saharan ancestors or whatever, Africa, you know? Couldn't tell me. Well, maybe you could. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, you know, but it, it's it is interesting. You know, I know like one of my grandfathers was Jewish. Um, his family was Jewish, but like you know, he, where he lived at the time, he was very oppressed. Like and like he left that faith, and like like another another grandmother used to talk shit to him about it. You know what I mean? Like that's you know, it's just one of those things. Yeah, I mean my these tensions and everything. My m- mother's parents have uh there's a strong italian influence yeah in in that family yes and they were okay with my father who was not italian yes they were okay with him though but my mother's wife oh god my mother's husband after my father was irish and that was an issue yeah like within my family yeah like, um so your dad's french so close and, enough and uh he's his father was french and his, and my grandmother was english irish okay yeah, French is enough. It's close enough to Italy. Yeah, well, I think that there's just like uh, there's there's just 
in, in this country, there's just no withstanding beef between the two. Like when, when you when you brought all these Irish and Italians over here, and they had to live in the same neighborhood, then yeah. like, he was like, you know, one of these is not like the other, so fuck him. Well, it's funny. I had this one guy who's Spanish. He's from the Castile Mountains or whatever in Spain. He's like, oh, we are the real white people. You're not white. And I'm like, really? Okay. What the fuck does that mean? He's like, oh, you're not, you know, Caucasians. This is where we're from. The Caucasus Mountains. Ca- Caucasus Mountains. Sorry. He's like, this is this is where the real white people are from, like the tribes or whatever. Mm. And I'm like, okay. Because like, everybody else is like Anglo-Saxon or whatever. I don't fucking know. It doesn't matter. But it's funny how, you know, there's a point in time there's Anglos, there were Saxons, there was, you know, the Romans, there was, you know, the, the, the Gauls, I guess. And you had the, the people from Spain and Portugal and you had all these different tribes and they were, they were segregated for so long, you know, where, you know, Saxons that, that invaded didn't want to crossbreed, you know what I mean, with anybody else of the Anglos. And of course... That <laughs> happened because now there's Anglo-Saxon people, right, right, right. You know, and so it, it's a matter of time before it's all all mixed in together. Yeah, I just want to make a note on the podcast that Philip's feet are completely out. Yeah, and this uh, is the second or third podcast. There is he does have an odd bump on the side of his foot <laughs> right before his big toe. That is no right before his big toe. Yeah, yep, that one that sticks out very far, Philip. Really? I, I, I think your shoes would probably be uncomfortable in there. Oh, okay. Got fucked up hooves. I have spent. But anyway, up. back to back yeah. to Mary Jane. I'm fine with it. But I I I I'm gonna ask you a question. I want you to be honest with it. Yeah, I'm gonna if try she to was, be honest. If she was darker and not lighter, would you think? Do you think people would be as all right now that they see her with that flowing red hair? <clears throat> I, I don't. Yeah. I think people would be more m- upset. More upset. Yeah. So it is the aesthetic, or I shouldn't say aesthetic because that would be saying that one is more attractive than the other. But it is the no. It's not about attraction. It's about it's about relating it to the character. It's about being identifiable. It's about being yes. You know how you see that character. It, how you want that character. It's portrayed. a it's her the, the the perception of her ethnicity mm-hmm. that would be a problem. Yeah. Not, and that's not necessarily racist either. Nope. I just think that she should be this whatever. But uh, I I do have it's funny man. I got into a, a kind of heated debate the other day. Uh, some people at work they were complaining about Michael Jordan and like how. And actually, this is a conversation I want to have here because I want to get input from Jisk. And they're talking about, like, people killing each other for Jordans, like getting in a fight, people getting mugged and killing each other for Jordans, even back in the day, even, like, when they first came out. You, you want to talk with Jisk about this? I just uh, – Tyler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, – and City, sorry, City Slicker Tyler. Yeah, that's right. Because Tyler's in the shoe game. And so I was like, I don't really remember that happening. And, like, you know, one of my, you know, my coworkers, she was from – West Baltimore. It's like, yeah, it was stuff. When I was in school, like, kids were getting killed for their starter jackets in their fucking. I, re- I remember Jordans. the starter jackets. I remember the starter jackets too. Yeah. But I didn't remember the Air Jordans. Yeah, Jordan, I mean, I know Jordans have always been a big deal. Yeah. So and somebody else was like, man, fuck Jordan, because you know all that shit was coming happening, and he never said nothing about nobody. And I was like, well, that's not really his responsibility. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the problem. He should is like, well, if he should or shouldn't, that's his choice. But I don't think he's morally obligated to come out and you know, make some kind of statement. He's like, well, you know, now, and now, you know, all these younger guys are getting him to, you know, donate $2 million or whatever, and he ain't done anything with his money that whole time. He just collected money and people are killing themselves over it. I'm like, well, dude, that's kind of a slippery slope, man. Like, if I start, if I, if I own a rice company and I start making rice, right, and there's some place where we're sending rice to because there was a flood or something like natural disaster and people start killing each other for rations or whatever, that's not my fault that, you know, people are, you know, acting like this. You know what I mean? 
Like, I understand that there's some social issues that go on with it, but that's not my fault. So they were just like, oh, some fuck Jordan shit. I'm like, God damn, man. So I was like, well, you know, he's never said anything about it. I was like, how do you know he's never said anything about it? I mean, have, have, have you followed every statement that he's ever made, read every, every press statement or every conversation, every interview? And so I started looking into, like, I Googled, like, you know, what has Jordan done for um, donations? Tons. He's, he's like, started tons of different, you know, organizations with that. Like, gives a million dollars to teachers every year, you know, millions of dollars to the Boys and Girls Club. There's, like, all these foundations that he's initiated. And I'm like, I'll bring this up. Like, I'm reading right then and there. I'm like, well, look, he did this, this, and this. And like, so it's like, well, he never said anything about his shoes. And I'm like, well, how do you know? And somebody else brought a conversation. Like, well, you know, 20 years ago when this problem was, you know, there was no social media. You know, your news was a nightly news. It, you know, CNN has only been out for like 25 years. The Fox News wasn't around or, or MSNBC wasn't around. It's like, so, it, you know, it might have been a localized problem to localized areas. They might not have known that it was this big of an issue. You know, he might not have. I was like, that's, that's a good point. But I was, like, I was like, so now this guy gave $2 million. Are you still not happy with what he's done? They're like, no, fuck him. And I was like, so, so the guy can't win any way. It's either he can give all of his wealth right now away, you still fuck him because now it's, he's being pressured to do it by the younger generation, or it's his responsibility because people want to act like savages and kill each other for a fucking pair of tennis shoes. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's some crazy shit, dude. <clears throat> I like how he's very outspoken about how Obama's poor golf game. He's not a fan of rap music and culture. Oh, really? But he hangs with Jay-Z. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it doesn't mean, just because he's not a fan of, you know. Don't argue me. I didn't. I'm not I didn't, I didn't. I didn't say I'm that. You got, you've misinterpreted. You've misinterpreted. This is one, this is one of those things. Remember when you said you listen back and you're, and you're looking for. So are you putting out hypocrisy? No. Okay. I'm saying that Jay-Z is above the rest. Oh, okay. okay. See? So back her down there, Tonto. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we do have more Marvel news, though. Okay. So, there was a... I like a, Mary Jane. I think the young ladies do wonderful. What's that? She, I love that Mary Jane. I think she do wonderful. You, you love her? Wonderful things. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know enough about her. I don't know anything about her, I too. find her extremely attractive. She's a very attractive young lady. Um, so, anyway. Here's the details on Black Widow's backstory that was cut from Captain America Civil War. Yes, good. Uh, she had a bit of dialogue with Captain America that was pretty profound. Pretty intense. Yeah, that I wish... Th- I, I, I have to know more about it to know why they, it hit the cutting room floor. But she says... Uh, well, the, the the Russo brother said Natasha studied Cap's expression of resolve. And finally she said, In Russia, in the Red Room, there were dozens of us. All girls, all young. We lived together. They let us be friends. Then they dropped us in the tundra two weeks' walk from home with just enough supplies for one of us to survive. Don't let them push us into the cold. Yeah. Bangering, Rufio. Yeah, that would have been a, a cool a cool moment. Yeah, you know what, man? It it, it it develops the hell out of her character a little bit more. And maybe they're maybe they're and saving it, that. And it makes her switch. It see how my, it, my, it makes the betrayal it, of Tony mean something. I think I think I think I, I don't see that one as quite a betrayal a betrayal of Tony. I mean I, I, I see why one would say that, but I, I think that it's I think Tony it's, betrayed himself. I think I think it's more about her seeing that she was wrong. You know, like fuck, I'm wrong here. Like you, you do need to, you do need to sort I, this out. I actually think, I think that she is right, and she did the right thing, right? Um, but she made a decision to be wrong for Calf, to be wrong for the right reasons. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I think, I, I think the opposite, but that's interesting. Um. And then the other bit of news is we got confirmation that, uh, oh no, before that. Uh, let me go back to Black Widow. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. 
Uh, I'm glad they saved this though because I want to see a Black Widow standalone film. I think that I think they developed her character enough there. And another interesting about again the comic books, Black Widow is as old as Steve Rogers. She's she has a super serum type thing that slows, that stops her aging. Uh huh. She doesn't have all the powers, but that's why she's such a badass because she's got you know 70 years of experience. I think she's not as old. I think she's 70. Um, but I, I you know obviously they're not probably going to use that in in this movie. But they might. You never know. Well, might be your secret. I think that if they do a Black Widow movie, I think it needs to be more than her. Yeah, of course. You know, like Civil War, like not just Civil War, Winter Soldier. You know, like Winter Soldier kind of dealt with Cap and Black Widow yeah. and Winter, like and Nick Fury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I, I think that that would benefit a Black Widow more. I think her and and uh, Hawkeye could do a movie. Yeah, but it's just like. Like I I don't mean this the wrong way. I know there's I know there's fans out there, but it's, it's almost like it's almost like the best of the boring characters. Do you know what I mean? Like, like Black Widow is obviously more interesting than than okay. Hawkeye, but it's still it's like I don't know. It's what it's, if we did like a like a like a Jack Ryan type spy mm-hmm. drama, like make it a spy drama and not an action flick. Yeah, I mean that would be cool. Yeah, that, and, and she's like Spy Games. She's got one of the best spy movies ever. Spy Games. Actually, it's funny. I um, <laughs> I just uh, I just saw uh, I was looking. We were looking for a movie on Netflix, and it was like the best movies you never watched. Spy Games. And spy Games was on it. This is an awesome movie. <laughs> um, so th- there's this article about why no characters died in Civil War. Yeah, I read that one too. I read that one because you asked me. I'm you, on a roll. You said to read that one. Did I? Yeah, when you posted it, you were like, read this. Yeah, okay. So I, I got to be honest with you. I thought it was going to be a little bit more than what it was, but... Smart. Yeah. Smart. Yeah, like, well, and some of it is out of their hands. Like, like, look, like, you know, w- when we write our movie, we get intel f- about other movies that are coming, and it's like, oh, well, this character's in that movie, so we have to... Well, that's one reason. Yes, yes, I'm just yeah. saying, like, there's a yeah. multitude of reasons. But the biggest reason that they kind of underpinning is because comic books have invalidated death. Yeah, well, they, they talk about that too. They yeah. talk about like Marvel is the place where death doesn't mean anything. I, I don't think it's just Marvel. But that's what they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, um, just, it's comic books in general. Like death doesn't, death is, is no longer, like there's that funny robot chicken thing where like Green Arrow's funeral and Batman's like, and Green Arrow, and I can't do this anymore. Like what? Because in another, in a month or so, somebody's going to find a secret gem or, you know, a time travel or there's going to be a, a Green Lantern from another dimension. He's going to be here. So yeah. why are we doing this? Like, who here is, who here is not died and come back? And like, nobody raises their hands. He's like, yeah, let's just, let's just, let's just stop this. I'm tired of the eulogies. I'm tired. It's wasting my time. We're, you know, let's just go grab something to eat. And like, and then like Green Arrow's in the background. He's like, yeah, man, we should go do that. Everybody's like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's on the money. But there was, a, there was a, there was a, you know, there was a, there was a number of reasons in there. But it was interesting. Yeah, like it, it, it really, as far as this article, and this is from Movie Pilot, which is like one of those fucking Movie Pilot and Movie Web are like two. Not of the as biggest. bad as Comic Book. I can't do ComicBook.com anymore, man. It's too many fucking spam shit. Th- this, th- both of these have a lot of Did spam. I wake up to movie Web. No, she's got home. Well, prob- probably also. But, but they said that. Um, <laughs> probably also. <laughs> They said that that uh, like you know that it's it's not so much a Disney softing the edges of everything. No, yeah, yeah you know, yeah, which yeah. was which was nice to hear. It's a logistic issue. Yeah. with with you know having stories planned to be told over an extended period of time. So, and then the last bit of Marvel news is that we got confirmation via Vin Diesel. 
that uh, Guardians and Avengers will cross over in Infinity War. Yes. Which I don't think any of us thought no. any differently. Um, there's one other thing. I People did there. lose their shit over it. Like, awesome. I'm yeah. like, did you guys really not think this was going to happen? You never know. Like, it's space. It's a cliffhanger. It's America should be winning it. Cliff Dangler. <laughs> Cliff Peeker. Cliff Peeker? Cliff Gazer. Cliff Gazer. Cliff Gazing. <laughs> uh, there's one other thing I didn't put in there. Um, uh, Cumberbatch. Mm-hmm. Benedict. Yes, Cumberbatch. Um, he said he's uh, seen some some test shots of uh, Doctor Strange. He said he says he's floored. He's like blown away. And he's right. not one to like. Yeah. He's not one to bullshit. Like yeah. he'll, he will he will call a spade a spade. So uh, I like that guy. Can't wait. I can't wait to the next uh, season of Sherlock. I get so much. Man, Sherlock Holmes get as much in house want. form as Lucy Liu form <laughs> and Cumberbatch form. I want to see that Mr. Holmes with Ian Kelm, sir. Sir. Sir Ian. Mind you. Sir Ian. Now, Batman form. the uh, Suicide Squad conversation. Yes. So, broke more records or broke whatever. Broke more records. But not financially. I mean, it's still, it's it's crossed the 500. And it's 000. actually now. Uh, it's the third the, week in the row that's number one. A lot of the estimates are coming in lower. Really? Um, Let me go check my resources. I mean, it's just been a bad month for comic book. I mean, for movies in general, and it's still it's still hitting it. Well, it's it's, it's hitting it, girl. Yeah, but the percentages are worse. So its third weekend percentage is worse than Guardians of the Galaxy third weekend percentage. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, I don't. So because it's made more money than Guardians in that time. Yeah, but the fall off is more significant. The fall off from Maybe. two to three. Seventeen day total is two hundred sixty two million. Guardians seventeen day total was two hundred and twenty two. So it's still forty million above Guardians. Right. Which is basically what it pulled in in a weekend. But this but there's the numbers are saying that the like if Guardians went from yeah. ten to seven in their in their third week, Suicide Squad went from ten to six. It's uh thirty five thousand lower than BBS though. Thirty five I'm sorry, 35 million lower. And there, uh, and uh, what was it? There was more articles because the same, the same conversation. Shout out to Phil again. Phil's been posting like on every time the, that that Dante has shared a link about Suicide Squad's numbers. He's like, look, and if you look at this, let me see if I can't find it because he he's been he's been putting in some work. I hope he actually listens to the show because he's been putting in a lot of work for the show. But he was saying he was giving some numbers and showing how. Uh, oh God, this sounds so. I mean, dude, it's it. They're at four, they're at five hundred seventy-five million right now. Yeah, he was saying they, that if they you, didn't get released in China, so that's a huge. It's a huge hit. He's saying if you follow the trend, okay. So it says it looks like Suicide Squad total is going to be closer to six hundred million than six hundred fifty million at this pace. Suicide Squad has been dropping similarly to BVS. If it follows this pattern, we can expect to see next week's domestic box office around eight million, and the week after maybe four million for a total run of about two hundred eighty mark. This week was about twenty million, good enough to win the weekend. But at the turnover point where Guardians of the Galaxy starts to show its legs, Guardians of the Galaxy made twenty-five million week three by comparison. And then it has the and then it has the the stats, the pictures. I'm stats. looking right now. Opening weekend. Was Hold on one second. BVS third week was slightly higher at twenty-three million, with Suicide Squad tracking closely to BVS. It looks alike. It looks like the next couple weeks will follow the same pattern as Suicide Squad: eight million, four million. 
Guardians of the Galaxy, as the usual comparison, had a small drop in its fourth week, held steady in its fifth, and actually rose in its sixth before starting a usual decline. I think we're going to see Suicide Squad track closer to BVS than Guardians of the Galaxy. It's going to continue to decline steeply and steadily, in my opinion. Final total totals, 280 domestic, 340 foreign for a grand total of 620. I think that's a pretty safe bet. No, they're already at 262. They're at 262 right now in week three. Domestic. Domestic. Yeah, and that's what he's saying. Another eight, another four. No, I mean... So, two... So he's at 280 million total? For domestic. Total. Yeah. They're already at 262. And he's saying roughly. Yeah. So, 262 plus eight, 270. Plus four, 274. Plus two, 276, 278, et cetera. Putting him close to 280 at the end of the run is what he's saying. So, those his numbers line up with what you're saying. They'll be... They'll be 280 by next weekend. It, unless they drop off the way that BVS dropped off. Maybe. And he's saying that the trend is following pretty closely to BVS. It's actually doing worse than BVS in that regard. So the second week drop was 67% versus Guardians at 55. I, I, they don't have the numbers here for the third week drop yet. Um, I don't know, man. I think it's, I think it's, it's holding strong. I think it's I, – I think it's – I think that it's – they didn't think it was going to do – they don't. They didn't think it was going to be number one at week two. It was number one at week two. They said, well, it's definitely not going to be number one at week three. Number one at week three. Right. But being number – like, if – if it, I think what he's trying to say is that being number one and you only make $10 doesn't mean that you're doing well. It just means that everybody else did worse. I hear you. But they're on seven, they're at 17 days. Guardians went on for 175 days. Okay? They made – Guardians domestic was 333. Right, but what he's saying is that Guardians picked up after week three. Yeah, and then had a normal decline. Right. No, at week six, he said. At at week six, they started having the decline. No, he said they had a slight pickup. I'll read it again. Right? No. Okay. He said Guardians of the Galaxy had a small drop in his fourth week, held steady in his fifth, and actually, oh, okay, rose in his sixth before before starting the usual decline. So six is when it started the usual decline. Yes. Right. That's what I said. said You said it went up. In week three. But I'm saying that they started to decline in their sixth. What you call is declining in its third. I don't think that you're going to see the rise in Suicide Squad that you saw in Guardians. In week six. Right. Well, week five and six. Or week four. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, right now, right now they're, they're 70, 70, million under, 70 million under Guardians for domestic. Right. I, 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 for some reason, I feel, like I'm, I feel like I'm talking and you're not hearing what I'm saying, though. I, dude, I understand it. Dude, I, listen, I, I, box office mojo and stats is like a. But that's un- what these pictures. Are I know. I hear you. But like, I've been on this website for ten years, uh-huh. fifteen years. I mean, this I check this website every day. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, it's not something that I'm new to. Okay. But so, I mean, so I, why, I, why do I feel like you're having so much trouble understanding? I, but what I I'm said I don't from. agree with him. I don't agree with. So him. you think it's going to rise? The numbers are going to rise. I don't think it's going to rise, but I think at the end of 175 days, that he, it's going to be ma- able to make it. So what 70, do you project the next weekend to be? He's saying eight. Or he's saying, is he saying four? He's saying, f- I don't know. I, I, I would bet the next weekend they'll, they'll do another 12 million. No, he's saying eight. He's saying eight. Yeah. I bet they'll do another 12 million next weekend. Okay, and then what? I mean, so he's, saying, he's saying eight, four. Yeah. So what are you saying? I, You're saying I, 12, I six? I think at the end of the day, I think at the end of the day, they're going to break three million, 300 million domestic. Okay. Uh, that's what, that, and then that, what do you think foreign? Um, I mean, they'll probably... I mean, foreign they'll probably make since China's not involved. That that's the, that's a part I don't know. They, I, I think that, I think that they'll break. I think that they'll break three hundred domestic. I mean, uh, foreign. 
And oh, actually, I've done three hundred. Yeah, he's saying three. He's 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 predicting three forty foreign. No, I no, I think it'll be more than that because they're already at three thirteen. But what do you think? I don't know. Maybe because the Chinese market is finicky when it comes to well, China, movies. It's not in China. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Is it yeah. hasn't even opened in China. What I'm saying is the Chinese market no, is finicky. No, it's not going to open. Oh, it's not opening in China at all. At all. Yeah, that's uh, that's the problem. Oh yeah, that's, that's the problem. So yeah, that's, that's China has blocked it. I wonder yeah. why. Because it's they they are very they blocked uh, Deadpool, and Deadpool slaughtered without China, like nobody cared, you know. So I I think that this film, it's one of those things that. You know, normies who see it. So take a grand total, because I, I, I'm, I'm digging this guy's logic. So he's saying six. He's saying probably. And when was this conversation on on the Nerd Rage Facebook? I know page. when. What 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 day? Like was uh, this before week two? No no no. This was this was Sunday. This was the end of week three. This was, okay. the conversation came up after they announced that they made number one. At the I, so far, and I have to go back and read it. I think so far his predictions. I don't think he was right about week two, and I don't think he was right about week three. No, I right? think he's been pretty close. Has he? Okay. Yeah, maybe. I'd have to look at the numbers. I don't know, because he, because like his whole argument has nothing to do about the placement. He's like the placement's awesome, like that's awesome that they're ranking number one. And he's like, but the, the numbers don't reflect as, as much of a success as you may think it is. I think that I think that they'll come very close to Guardians domestically. I think that will. What do you think, Grand Total? What do you, what's your guess? He's saying six twenty. I, I would say more than six fifty. I th- I think they might they might hit seven hundred. You think seven? I, I like I wouldn't be. But shocked. you're not saying seven fifty because last week we were talking. You said seven fifty, no problem. And they might hit seven fifty. So you're thinking seven fifty? Seven seven fifty. I mean <laughs> next week next week's gonna be six fifty six fifty seven. Here's the thing, man. Nothing out else out is good right now, so we might see an upswing. You know what I mean? I actually want to go see it again now. But I think the upswing needs I think that the upswing happens when people when the word starts getting out. Like Guardians of the Galaxy, like Groot became like a household name. Yes. And like and, that's and not happening. They had here. the cute they grew. I, I agree. And Rocket. And Rocket. And I agree. Cute thing. I totally agree. And so, I'm not. And, and like, the cute always sells. And I do like Guardians better than I like Suicide Squad, but I don't think that high, like highly of Guardians. Yeah. Um, it depends, man. Like it, it's a, you know, school starting up now, so you, you know you're wondering because people are gonna start seeing their friends back in school. They're gonna be like, oh, let's go see a movie. You know. Yeah, but there's you, also less time. Maybe once the kids are back in school. Maybe, but like, you know, you start hanging out with your friends and stuff. You know? But are people saying that? I don't know. It's it's funny. The people like the normies that I've talked to, they've all thought it was fine. Because like know? the podcast that I'm I've been listening dude, to, dude, Harley's so hot and she's so crazy, man. Will Smith, oh my god, dude, he's awesome. They should I, do a movie just with Will Smith. I haven't gotten out a whole lot since I've been on paternity leave, but like the podcast I'm listening to, whenever somebody is talking about it that hasn't seen it, yeah, they're just like, uh, I'll wait. Yeah, maybe. You know, like just, just and their and their whole thing for saying, uh, I'll wait is from hearing other people talk about. Yeah, it. yeah, I don't know. Is it? Then you're not listening to normie podcasts. No, yeah. no, I'm not. That's, yeah. Admittedly, yeah. admittedly. So um, I'm talking about the others. The others. All right, so we had a question. We had one question this week, because I think that's it for news. We had one question, then it's up to you whether you want to watch this video that somebody asked us to chime in about. Which, which, which one is it? It's in the show notes. Um, the question was, if someone wanted to get started reading DC Comics, okay, where would they start? Have we answered this before? I thought we had to, but yeah. it's a new question. Uh, you should start by listening to our old podcast. <laughs> it's a fr- it's, he's a friend of the show. It's a, it's a toy detox guy, uh, Cody. Um, Cody. Uh, where to start? <sighs> yeah, that's tough. I think that the I, I you got to start with Batman, right? Don't you have to? Well, here's the thing. I think that there's kind of two ways to go about. It. I think it's either a pick your favorite character, 
read enough of your favorite character, and that that character will inevitably open you up to another character, and that character will open you up to another character, and before you know it, you've been opened up to four or five characters, and then you're ready for Justice League, yeah. and then you're ready for for crises and on and on. Crisis and crises, crises, all the various crises. So for me, it was Batman. Yeah, and I think you should start at year one. And I think you should read Year One. I think you should read Long Halloween. I think you should read Dark Victory. I think you should read uh, Arkham Asylum. I think you should read Hush. I think you should read No Man's Land. I think you should read. I think you should read Nightfall just for the experience of it, but not necessarily buy it. Same with Death in the Family. Death in the Family. All right. You know what we need to do? We need to do a naked person. I love doing naked, naked people. Naked. I'm talking like little. Or keep or keep your shoes on. It sounds like the owner we're on. Just pull to the side. I'm oh. not into that. Oh, man. I'm not into the side rub. You just gotta pull it hard, bro. It's a big side. <laughs> <laughs> you pull it hard enough. Um. All right. I, I would always say that start with the long Halloween. Okay. Hear me out. Hear okay. my logic out. Because it's a masterpiece. Okay. It has a start, it has a finish. It's it's a closed, it's not technically a canon story, uh, but it, it goes through some important relationships with Harvey Dent, with Commissioner Gordon. Um, it shows Batman's early effect on Gotham. Start with that. The reason being is, is you don't really need to know any other background about anything. It'll introduce you to the whole pantheon of Gotham's crazies. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, and you can put it down, pick it back up. It's it's a It's a meaty book. So, it'll satisfy your needs. Once you're done with that, I think you should go to something in canon, and um, No Man's Land is a good place. It's, it's Cataclysm and No Man's Land. Cataclysm and then No Man's Land 1 through 5? Yeah. The reason being is there's some really big developments of how fucked up Gotham City is. You see this arc of Batman, um, and you see his relationship with other people like Superman. Right? And, it, and it's done in a way, you're like, oh... That's interesting. Why is Superman acting this way, right? So get that done. If you go back and read year one, if you start off with year one, it's better perceived as a prequel. It's better to have a little Batman taste in your mouth, so to speak, before you jump into that because it it, it adds extra meaning to that, right? You did a little vicious little – it feels fierce, that little head – you did a little, like yeah, you did a little fierce a little, little head, Sasha Fierce in you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're done that. Um, you can go do Dark Victory if you want a continuation, because then you have a little bit of Robin in your life. Um, and, and the, the fa- it's, it's always more interesting. And then at that point, you can jump into Rush. No, Rush. You can jump into Hush. Don't rush into Hush. Don't rush into Hush. Mm-hmm. The problem with Hush is you need to know about Jason Todd. Yes. You know, um, they do a good enough job. With with that, like to like give you some Jason Todd flashbacks to, to, to understand what you did. So, um and then I would say at that point you can do some, you know, Batman, Superman World's Finest. Some of that stuff is a little bit goofy, but it's it's good. Um, you can jump into some Justice League stuff. Tower of Babel is a really good one. Really good one. That whole late nineties, early two thousand Justice League I'm pretty happy with. Um, you know when they made Aquaman a badass again, and or made him maybe badass for the first time. Um, what else, what other books did you say? Well, the other thing is I would say is that like there's well, the also Batman book. Oh, um, Nightfall. Nightfall is 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 
important, but I think it's like it's important to Batman lore, but it's not necessarily important to DC. Exactly, it's like you need, but you need to have, you need to see. Like I would even say Bruce Wayne murder and Bruce Wayne fugitive. I would too, Um, but you need to have a lot. Like you need to see some of his trials and tribulations before you jump into that Nightfall shit. That Nightfall shit is really aged. Yes. And um, it's very nineties. It, it's very nineties and like all if, sorts of armor. Yeah, if you don't love Batman, like the the core of Batman and and that crazy city, which becomes its own character, Nightfall might turn you off. You know, once you once you're in it and like you wanna you wanna study some of the subtleties, then then you'll 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 fucking appreciate it. There's also like there's also another route where if, like you just want like a, a basis for all the characters. Like read these DC Origins books. They're called Secret Origins. And there's one on Superman. There's yes. one on Green Lantern. There's one yes. on... I th- I'm not sure there's one on Batman or not. There's one on Teen Titans, I think. But there's, like, all these Secret Origins books, and it gives you, like, a background for all these these characters, and then you can kind of see which one hits with you. And then if you want to go Batman, I think we've mapped out how to do that. Superman is a little bit more difficult. Uh, I, I, can, I can do that. So Superman, um, I would do uh, For All Seasons. For All Seasons. I would do Birthright. Yeah. You need to do Birthright, man. Birthright is important. I agree. I agree. Um, it's just, it's just, that's the problem with a lot of Superman books is that most great Superman books are the same story over and over again. Yes. And, and, and they're not <laughs> continuity based. Told in a different way. Yeah. I think Birthright technically was, though. Birthright was the rebirth, uh, like, to speak. Um, was the, uh, was when Wade, 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 what's his name? Mark Wade? Mark Wade. Wade. He came on and kind of refreshed Superman before the whole Man of Tomorrow series happened. Okay, I thought I th- I don't know I I don't know. I think I'm pretty sure because that one came out. That was, that was I thought like, it was its own standalone thing, but I I don't, I don't know. I think it, I think it was, but it was like one of those soft reboots inside the Superman lore. Like that's when they changed. Like every every once in a while, like Kryptonian language looks different, and, and the planet Krypton looks different. You know what I mean? And so they did that, and then when the next time you saw a flashback of Krypton, it was inside that lore of Rebirth, I believe. Might be mixing those up. Um, the Death of Superman is pretty good. That's aged. Also, it's very yeah, 90s. It, it is. It, it is, but it gives you a kind of a glimpse of the, the DC universe. Um, and some of the Green, the Green Lantern stuff, you really can't Green really Lantern can't stuff mess is up. great. Just jump in wherever. And go, I, I would start with Green Lantern Rebirth, and then you can you can read John's whole run. And it's in the back of every Green Lantern book. It's written in chronological order, and yeah. you can read his whole run. There's nothing bad there. Yeah. It's all good from from Rebirth through Blackest Night, Brightest Day. Enter at your own risk. Yeah. Um. I, but I will say is Batman is the gateway drug into DC. Um. Once you get a little yes for yes Batman, was for me. Have a little Batman. Um. Then you get yourself a little Superman. Eight ball that motherfucker. <laughs> and then it's anything. You'll be sucking dick for DC books in no time. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. So. Uh, and then we have this. Do you want to watch this video real quick and discuss it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's pause. All right, one second, fellas. All right, so uh, Flicks in the City, the name of the video is WTF, happened to our Comic-Con 2016 videos, and- hashtag. And this was Save sent to us. Flicks in the city. And this was sent to us by Ken C. Shout out to that dude. All right. So, uh, long story short, um, I guess this is old news now. Let me read what he said. Just okay. leaving this here for a discussion topic because this is pretty chilling. If this is how Comic Con now treats attendees who film panels and follow their rules, written records only, discussion panels, not footage or art, etc., etc. Four-year-old YouTube channel also scheduled a deletion in seven days. I created an alternate YouTube account just to let this out. Pretty foul. 
Um, so yeah, it has been resolved. There in the clear, the internet warriors stepped up and yep. and helped them out, and that's awesome. So long story short, they were recording panels, which they were given permission at the show. Um, they put up those videos, edited those videos that they recorded, so anybody else's recorded stuff, mm-hmm. and there was copyright infringements by Comic Con HQ and Liongate. Now you can only have so many before they'll just delete your account if mm-hmm. you're an aggressive offender. Problem with this is is that I don't know I don't even understand how Lionsgate can do that because it's not their media. Just because they have a show, just they have events and they've given press passes or allowed people to record, I don't think they have a legal right. Now I wonder if this is because she's a YouTube uh, UK account. There are different rules for UK accounts, but it's been resolved, but it's fucked up. Yeah. Especially because it's, it's communities like you know Flicks in the City, like. Nerd Rage. Yeah! Detox. Like Shattercast. Shout out to Shattercast, by the way. Um, that is bringing this... ROC. ROC. Into the realm. That is bringing <laughs> this to people. And we don't get paid for this. We're not making money. Correct. You know? I mean, trust me, we're going to have to shell out some money here really soon to buy the next year subscription. I think we should just probably do t-shirts. Maybe. Yeah, it's fine. You know, we'll, we'll figure that out. <laughs> tops. <laughs> guns out, guns out. Um, so I, I, yeah, I do, uh, it's fucked up. It's really fucked up. And, um, you know, I'm glad that, uh, the internet warriors were actually able to do some good and don't get me wrong, man. I understand copyright and people's trademarks and stuff like that and their, their, their IP and whatnot. Um, but there gets to be a point where these people are doing you a service, you know, and there needs to be an easier way to become a bona fide media channel. You know what I mean? I agree. Um, cause I, I think the free media is the only thing that's going to save this country. All the other media corporations are corporations. I just think it's crazy that, that, that that's what happens when you fucking let Hollywood or fucking corporate interests into this thing of ours. Yes. So I, God bless Baltimore Comic Con. And it destroys the community aspect of it. Yeah. You know, it just makes it something fucking packaged, marketed, saran wrapped, and given to you. Yeah, it's fucked up. I mean, I, I remember last when we went to the last the last time we went to San, San Diego Comic Con. Also, the first. <laughs> yes. <laughs> not, not trying to, you know, not trying to be a, a douche. Um, there was so much movie shit there. Like that. Like I remember the snakes on the plane. So yeah, that'll, the, that'll date the seven forty seven. There, yeah, there's a seven forty seven body. Yes. In, in, in the middle not of the, the Probably not the whole plane, but a lot of it. A lot of it. A lot of plane. And it was like a walkthrough thing, and there was like little rubber snakes hanging down yes. from like the so shit. that piece of shit movie yep. that I'd never seen. I think I saw it. I just want to see if we can put Samuel Jackson on an airplane cussing about motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. But um, we are going to be going to Baltimore Comic Con, and we're going to be trying to set up some interviews yeah, and, man. and relationships and stuff. So if you... Uh, Want to go hang out with us? Yeah, hit us the up. Cool if, nerds at the cool table. Yeah, being nerds at the then cool table. There won't be a table. If you, we'll be walking around the whole time. Yeah, we're gonna be very busy. Very, very busy. Um, so before we get into the last bit of news, which is a brief Star Wars conversation uh, that centers, I think, around Rogue One, uh, Gary gave his impression of what the Rogue One casting call was like. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Let's listen to it now. Gary, Gary, he's so This 
is how it would have gone if I was in the casting room when they when they brought in the, the lead of the of the new Rogue, Rogue One movie. I would be like, oh hey, how you doing? Um, I'll take a pastrami on rye, and they'd be like, oh no no Gary, she's she's gonna be the the star of the film. I'm like what? Why? Because because she's fierce. Like, no, she's not. What? Why is she going to be the lead of the movie? It doesn't make any sense. Of course it does. She's tiny and British, and she can save the world. Like, well, well no, she can't save the fucking world. And she'll be like, I could do it. And I'll be like, like, what? And they'll be like, oh, what are you, crazy? Have you lost your mind? I'm like, have you lost your mind? I mean, I saw Forrest Whitaker in the building. Why don't we put him as the freaking lead? Why? Because he's big and strong? Means he can save the world? Because, yeah, well, it doesn't fucking hurt. That's our Gary. <laughs> I can't let my daughters listen to that one. Why? I'm just joking. Uh, it doesn't fucking hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Why isn't Forrest Whitaker the star of that movie? Yeah. I mean, he, he said he said he takes Serena Williams. He said he take the Serena Williams action. Yeah. Put yeah. Serena Williams in it. He'll believe that. Yeah. She's a she's a fierce. Her butt is crazy. Yeah, I mean, her whole like, body's crazy, man. But her butt though is like yeah, I mean that's like it's like the stuff that dreams are made of. Like it's yeah. It's almost it defies gravity and something. I some, would I would pay money just to touch it. Just I mean not like sexually just be like wow. Yeah, I would pay money for one squeeze. <laughs> cheeks. That's horrible. What a horrible thing to say. Misogynistic asshole. No, 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 no. I, but if she was like, I would never ask her. I would never. I would I, because I respect her. But if she was like, look, if, I, if she caught me looking, it was like thirty bucks. So they squeeze a butt cheek. I'd be like, fuck, there's sixty. I'm gonna give up. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, real quick, just side note. There's a virtual reality game coming. Uh-huh. Star Wars related. Yeah. You can buy like. You know, you can buy the Stormtrooper goggles or whatever type of goggles you want. But, like, you know, swing the lightsaber and the whole bit and fight off the ghouls and goblins and yeah. whatever. Huh. It's like, I think it's $400. Though. The Oculus Rift? Uh, I don't know. It's for all that shit. It's crazy. It's a big old butt. Yeah, no, I saw it from over there. Yeah, you can. <laughs> you can see this from space. But anyway, the, the, like, uh, if... If you can do it, like if you can play the game and swing the lightsaber and all that kind of shit, and like it shows what you're doing on the screen to other people, so it could be like a like that could be a lot of fun. Yeah, that'd be cool. That I might it might be worth doing. You can it see what you're seeing for the sake of doing a video, like you know, do a video uh, yeah. like. Well, I want to go into one of those warehouses. They have it mapped out in the VR goggles. So like when you walk in there, you see everything in there, so you don't bump into anything. Like panels are like. And well, touch screens and shit this, like that. This I was reading a little bit about it. This supposed because they had a trial one at SDCC, I yeah. think. And, like, if you go too far, like, the, the goggles detect shit in your house. So if you get too close to, like, the furniture, like, a grid will pop up, which lets you know, like, you've you've gone beyond huh. what the game feels is safe. Yeah. So you had to, like, back up. I just want up. a giant open space so you never hit anything. Yeah. Then, but uh, anyway, it looks like it'd be fun. I, I, I would I would fuck with it. But 400 is an awful lot of money for a guy that doesn't play a whole lot of video games. Dude, you drop 400 bucks on, like, toys. Like, but but, I, but, I, but I, I appreciate that. But that would be something that, like, you'd... You can get your 400 bucks out of that. I haven't, but here's the thing: I haven't even played a video game since I've been off this entire time. I know, I neither. Have. I haven't played. I haven't played a video game since Batman: Arkham Knight. Yeah, when I guess. did that come out? Last October. But I have yeah. three new ones. Oh, do you? Yeah, and I just haven't. Just haven't. Yeah, it's bad. Um, it's bad. And that does it for this week. Yeah, man. Uh, I want to make sure we shout out the Nerd Race team. I'm not sure if we shouted them out last week. I can't remember now, but. Uh, Raul is doing much better. He's on the mend. Nice. Health-wise, he's running heart's our IG. Heart's doing pretty well. And, uh, heart yeah, yeah heart, heart, heart transplant is working <laughs> out fine. It was it was serious, though. Um, 
what he went through. I, I'm, I'm the last person to say that a health situation is serious. So if I say it's serious, it's fucking serious. Um, I got shot one time. Bobby's like, walk it off, man. Walk it stop off. Being stop a being a pussy. Uh, it's funny, though. But when you do get sick, you're about to die. Yeah, well, that's just usually the case, though. Yeah. It's like I have gout or my appendix you're is going to explode. About, you're about to die. And I'm about to die. Yeah. Like, you'd be like, hey, man, how you doing? Like, ah, I feel, I feel run down. You know, I, I'll whine a little bit, you know. But if I got the flu, I'll go to work. Yeah, yeah. I'll you show up. infect everybody else. Yep, I'll be there. Yeah, be that guy. Send me home. <laughs> Send me home. Um, I got sent home. I got sent home twice from work. I got sent home. No, I, I, I didn't get sent home, but, but I, like, there, there was a person that, in the middle of a uh, situation, was like, uh, go sit down in this designated place. And I was like, no. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I was got in trouble because I wouldn't go. I didn't. I got, I got props. I got, I got, I got underhanded props later. But anyway, long story short, shout out to Dante for handling our Facebook. Uh, he, I just hooked him up with Pinkerton from ROC, and he bought the X Men wave off of him. Sweet. Marvel Legends at you know at a, at a really decent price given the the, the climate. And uh, let's see who else do we have? shout out to Gary. I mean, you guys need to probably start a, new, a Marvel Legends podcast. Uh, I, I'm up for one. I, it was just the time. But uh, shout out to Gary, who doesn't listen to the podcast, but you know, hopefully I like it that bit. I like it that way. Hopefully, somebody will listen to it and <laughs> let him know we, we gave him some love. And Gary, if you listen to it, stop. Yeah. I want you to listen to it. It's funnier that way, in my mind, in my mind. And is that? And then, of course, the Black Phillip. We got Joe KW in the house. That's Shout right, out to Joe. And then peanut butter jelly and me is doing very well. Is it? Yeah. I haven't checked it. I haven't checked my it. My wife is like, fucking can't get that song out of my head. And I was like, what song? Yeah, like, Joe just said the she's same like, thing. She's like, she's like, you know what fucking song? Because <laughs> the, the whole thing is like, <laughs> um, that's a choker slide now. <laughs> I think uh, we should do. Uh, actually, you got a request from some another female. We want you to do a whole song, Re- record a whole song, put that motherfucker on YouTube. Who's that? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, uh, yeah, in a skimpy outfit. She, as long as she's just got a smile, she's gonna ask something for me. She's got to crack a smile. She she gives me an ice grill for like forty five minutes when she was over here at Skullfest, like just like. She had a resting bitch face? Yes. Well, why didn't she have a resting bitch face? Why didn't you? She didn't find one thing funny the whole time. <laughs> RBF. She hated me. Like Women hate me. This, These are facts. These are facts. Women hate me. <laughs> I probably deserve it, though. I, I might. <laughs> um, you brought, you, you've done that yourself. Uh, shout out to other other crews in the network. We don't have a name for the network yet, so we've just kind of been calling it The Network. Fanboy, fanboy Network. Fanboy Network. Make it happen, Fanboy Network. If, if you if you boys are down out there for the Fanboy Network, we're down. I love it. Um, that's Shattercast. If you need more Skullface in your life, listening to Transformer talk, that is Beers and Bolters every once in a while. If you need more 40k, well, hey Joe, talk. you want to be on Beers and Bolters 40k uh, frequently? That'll do. <laughs> yeah, there it is. There it is. It's, it's coming back. It's coming back. <laughs> that's the problem. I can't like like. All the other guys, like, Joe's the only other person besides you that has a fucked up schedule. So, like, every Tuesdays and Thursdays, I can do one Tuesday, do this podcast, and the Thursday, do that podcast, and be happy. Um, happy, happy, happy. And there's so much 40K stuff going on right now. I can feel the... Oh, I got, ca- I got caught, dude. I got caught. Masturbating? No, I always get caught doing that. That's do you really? Deal. 
Oh yeah, I hate that man. I, 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 never by the kids. I got, I got caught. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh god, yeah. I can't even imagine. <laughs> but um, but it's the worst, man. You know, because like, I, all right, let, let, let me tell you this story. Yeah, I got one too. So, so go ahead. recently, all right. So, just when you thought it was over, you thought it was over. You get, you get ten minutes of jerking off. <laughs> um, we saved the good stuff for the end, <laughs> yeah, much right. like a jerk off. That's right. So, uh, anyway, um, yeah. So like recently, you know, we just been. It's summer has been it's been it's been just beating us to death. We're like happy that the kids get back to school, and like recently it's been really hot, so they go out you know they go out for a little bit. And it's just too hot for them to have them out there and um and just run around driving us ragged. So by the time it's time to go to bed, like we're just done. We're both done. Like like do you want to have sex? Like well I want to want to have sex. I, I want to want to, mm-hmm. but I just don't want to. I'm just too tired. And like it's really starting to blow me right. And she's like so to speak. Yeah, I would, it's it's not trying to blow me. <laughs> That's a problem. She, I should say it. Um, and the other, well, actually, the other day, I actually refused to blow Josh. I was like, I can give you a blow job. And I was like, just the way you said it, I'm not going to be able to get it up. It's not going to happen. And I don't fucking, I don't want any fucking pity blow jobs. How dare you? See, that's how I feel at the masseuse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, she's like, just go, just go to the bathroom and, like, you know, jerk off. You know? And I'm like, <laughs> you a bathroom jerker? Oh, yeah. Stand up guy? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Last resort. I got it. I got it down. I got it down to a science, bro. Yeah, I mean, I got it down to a science, but it's still like, fuck. Sinks right there for me to clean up afterwards. <laughs> you clean up, dude. I, I can. I can stand five feet, get it all in the toilet. Stand back five feet, get it all in the toilet. <laughs> I'm like, I don't need this sock. I can't do that, man. I don't like that rough feeling. Uh, it's not my favorite. Yeah, I don't like that. It's not my favorite, but I'm, I'd much rather do that than stand at the toilet. Oh, it's the best. Let's get it done. I don't, like the, I don't like the flush and done. I, don't like I the even time. got a little shelf there to hold my phone. <laughs> <laughs> True story. True story. So then, like, so like, so like, I'll, I'll be sitting in bed, and like, you know, my schedule's always fucked up. So sometimes I can't go to sleep, and sometimes you need that sex to go to sleep. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, fuck. So like, I'm like, I'm, I'm scrolling, doing the scroll in the book, and then finally, like, uh, let me, let me see what's on the dark web. You know, so I get on there, and I'm like, she's asleep, right? So I sneak out of bed. Because I just don't, even though I'm allowed to do it, I just don't want her to know that I'm doing it. You know what I mean? I sneak out of bed, make sure I don't step on a dog, okay? Not there. Herpes, herpes. (laughs) Cheater. (laughs) Cheater. Um, And, like, I I, I squirrel away to the bathroom, so shut the first door. And, like, our bathroom has, like, like, a toilet closet. And this is another door in there. Shut that door. Set up the phone. You know, enjoy myself. So scroll. The problem with me and porn, I got I gotta scroll around for hours before I find the perfect. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to waste the shot. I don't. I don't. I, I hate that. I'm it's gotta you. be you know, and and like sometimes I'll scrub through the film to make sure it's like okay, this is gonna go and go. Oh no, don't like that. Next, like I got it's gotta be the whole experience, right? So uh, do my business, so to speak. Sneak back into bed. It's, like, it's getting in bed. That's the the hard part. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So get in the bed. Then we head down. What did you do? Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> that, ain't, that, ain't, that ain't getting proper caught. Though. I know, man. But I mean, have you ever, have you been caught? No, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got caught at Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> these are these are facts. What were you doing with Mickey Mouse? Was it Minnie? <laughs> no. Was it, was it Daisy? It was, it was actually it was in a, like so. This is it's so fucked up. I mean, there's so many levels to be this. I mean, this is super duper fucked up. <laughs> were you playing with your butt or something? No, 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 I don't, I don't, no, that's reserved for special ladies. 
special I, um, occasions. I, I um no, not necessarily special occasion. <laughs> it could be a Tuesday. <laughs> okay, but the I'm, I'm it's fucked up. I'm, we're we're staying at like the cheap place. You know what I mean? It's like they 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 disguise it oh, as this like, is when you and, you and Laura went by yourselves. No, we had Jaina, and okay. she was pregnant okay. with Selena. Okay. okay. So she's pregnant. Yeah. Not my bag. You, man. Gosh. Not you my know bag. What missing. No, I do know. I don't know. And uh, I'm awesome. busy. I'm gonna wash my hair. <laughs> So so it's it's just it's awkward. It's so biological at that point. It's just it's just not for me. It it takes it takes the magic out of it for me. Anyway, freak. I am that freak. Like like me. Like me. I am that. But anyway, this gets really weird. So we're staying in this like cheesy hotel. It's like themed. Like we're in the Little Mermaid area, and like you. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I love where this is going. You walk, you walk in, and like you know, there's like coral on the side of the walls and stuff. Please Do you know tell what? me there's an aerial statue and or bus and or piece of artwork that's somewhat seductive. It's in, it's in, but there's a, definitely an aerial statue, I think, but it's not in the room. Damn it! But we're in like the Little Mermaid place, and I lay down. She was peeking out the window at it, and they're like, "No, no, I'm laying down. <laughs> I, I don't stand up. Stand up. I don't know. I'm not about to come away. Stand. You, you have to stand to peek out the window." No, this one they did. Oh, okay. So, so you thought about it? No, they they go out, they leave, they leave, <laughs> they go to the pool. Okay. And I'm like, oh, oh perfect, dude. So came I came back in to get an extra towel. Came back in to get something. Oh no. And when they came back, it was just Laura that came back in, and she was like embarrassed slash hurt because we hadn't. Oh, had... Were you like full? Like were you watching porn or just you know? Uh, I think I was on my phone. Yeah. Just... And, and I'm just, I'm just pounding away at that monkey. <laughs> and like, you got your hand on the top of it. And I mean, she's, no, head. one hand's got to hold the phone, Mac. Oh, you can't, you don't do the prop? Where am I going to do the prop? I'm laying on my back. Oh, dude, you can't do this? I'm not, I'm not looking off to the side. Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't like to see the evil thing. So I just took the phone like right, right here. <laughs> you know, like when you lay a laptop on your chest, it gets all hot. That's <laughs> <laughs> supposed to all about the POV at that point. You gotta find the right one that scales properly. Yeah, I'm like, please don't hit the back of this map. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not a free shooter. That's just gotta be captured. It's gotta so, be captured, man. No, I'm, I, I like want to see my work. I want to see. The, <laughs> hey, I want. Hey, I want to see the Lord's work. <laughs> so, 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 uh, so anyway, like she comes back in and she's, she's like, oh, sorry, I, like, but she's also like, she's like angry, sad, <laughs> embarrassed, like all at once. Like, we didn't talk about it for a while. Yeah. It was just, it was so fucked up. <laughs> I, I it, it was so, fu- and here I am, there's like little kid shit all over the room. It, it's just, it was just, it had to look terrible. <laughs> it had to. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, you know, it's fun. Like, like I, I, I don't, I'm normally not very private about stuff, you know, unless I'm like, you know, I'll walk around. Well, not with the kids around, but I walk around naked. I don't care about stuff like that. And that was a that was a serious cloud, man. I had to no big I had to look around it for a second. <laughs> you did, you did maintain little, eye contact. Give you a little Sasha Fierce yeah. on Um, but yeah, she she did catch me one time in the shower, and we had, like you know the, the the we had like a shower door, it's like the bubble glass. Mm-hmm. You can't really see it, yeah, yeah. but you can see but it. But you enough. can see, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's she doing in there? Oh! You know, because like I don't like her coming in the bathroom when I'm in. I don't know what it is, man. I just like listen when I'm in the bathroom, unless somebody's on fire or bleeding, leave me the fuck alone. And like, I don't, I don't like you coming in around brushing my teeth. It's a scary place, man. You know, I don't like it at all. You need know? surprises, dude. Like if I'm in there with a, a Epsom salt bath soaking, no, no. The only time that you can go in the bathroom when I'm in there 
is there's candles lit, there's candles lit, and there's new music, and we're going into jacuzzi time. I don't do music. No? I don't do music. I don't do it. I tune into music. That's what it is. Like I, I, I can't, I can't do it while I eat. I can't do it while I, I fuck. Lo- you know, you, you need to go, you need to go talk to a scientist who can study your music issues. Yeah, I, it'd be. I would watch a documentary about you and music. Yeah, I, I was just not. thinking the other day. Do you remember when, when you used to come over to my house? Like we hadn't seen each other for a while, and like before we could even hang out, I'd have to play you everything yes. that you missed yeah. that I thought was oh, noteworthy yes. before we start chilling. Like oh, okay, yeah. right, oh good to see you, man. Come on in. We got a couple of records to go through, and then we can just hang out. And this is what I'd do. Yep, and it was, it was thank God it was before the days of cell phones. You would have really pissed me off. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I, 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 God damn it! I want you to be well, engaged my, in this. You know, my wife doesn't even want me to listen to music while while either of those things because I can't focus. I got like if we're eating, like I'll be sitting there like I'm into the record and I'm not paying attention to the conversation at the table. I'm not paying attention to like what the kids are telling me. Like I'm into the record and it's, it's the same thing during fucking. Yeah. Like yeah, I hear that. I don't do, we don't do music when I'm fucking. Just like the, the chill. Some background stuff. Yeah. See, I don't do that's, that's my thing. I don't do background music. Yeah. That's, I do, if, if if we're listening to music, that is what we're doing. The the other activity it's called ambiance. The other activity is the background. It's called ambiance. So you hate being in an elevator. Elevator tune going on. Don't want to talk then. Well, if that music's like not really. It's like that. Not real music. It's, it's like different. It's it's like it's. I almost had them. See that. They're playing. They're they're. It's it's different. It's 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 a record that you know played differently to not be interesting in a way. Yeah, it's be background music. Um, so that doesn't bother me, I guess. But it's a quick ride. I don't commit to it. It's its own thing. What if you're on the Empire State Building elevator? Empire State Building and what? Elevator. They don't play music. What if they did? I'm saying. I I had to be in that scenario. I have to take the stairs. Mm-hmm. Stop talking to me. Gotta learn. Listen to this. Yeah, because I'm either too into how good the record is, or I'm too into hating the record that I can't listen to what you're saying. Sorry, I was helping. Yeah, engage in it. I can. I can hear you. So I almost got caught the other day by the kids, though. That I'm always afraid of that, but I usually take a number of precautions. Yeah, it's funny. Like my family was like very. Extrovert, like we was like doing beaches and shit. Yeah, yeah, I mean, your mom talked to me more explicitly about sex than my dad ever did. Oh yeah. My dad's birds and the bees talk was we're gonna talk about the birds and the bees. He sat down across the table from me for about ten seconds to twenty seconds in silence, and then said, "Don't get yourself in a world of trouble, boy," and, and got up and walked away. It's great. That was it. My parents were like, "You can have as much sex as you want." Let me tell you about the biological functions. Let me tell you about chromosomes. Now let me show you these. These uh, photographs of the herpes. But I remember she, and, <laughs> he, pick, he picked me up from E.L.'s house. Yeah. And. Uh, wow. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> he And like we're, we're driving home. And, and listen, this is good. He was like, he was like, like I was like, you know, I've been like her house was far away. So I had to yeah, get up yeah. early to go and spend the day there. And like we got back and like I'm getting in the car. I'm like tired. And he was like, he was like, you seem tired. And I just looked over at him. I was like, not as tired as she is. <laughs> and that. <laughs> <laughs> Did he crack a smile? On that? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 We, had a, we had a cool. We never really talked about it, but it was always cool. It was always like, yeah. it was always like respect. Under, like, under, like it was like an undertone. I respect your hustle. So like my dad was teaching at one point, and he works in the medical field. And uh, so I remember I was at a school, and they had this giant like eighteen by twelve inch like easel with like pictures, mm-hmm. and pictures like cauliflower dick, like drippy, nasty, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that probably scarred me. 
you know what? I use a condom every time until until I met my wife. You know what I mean? Yeah. So can't can't I can't say drug that. and disease free. This guy. Uh, well, nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. My, my brother, first time he ever had sex, he got the clap. Really? First time. And it's funny because he walked in with my mom with his dick in his hand like, Mom, something's wrong with my penis. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I never I never had an STD and I do find that. He missed the experience? I do. F- no, 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 no. I'm good. I'm good. I, I just, I find it surprising. Oh, yeah. Because I was. Hey, poor life choices. I was just sort of up for it. You know, I guess like, this is part of it. I was like, Man. I was like, ah, what am I gonna do? Watch TV? Yeah. Fine. Like, especially Mario's house or whatever, whatever it you, was. You ever, you ever get caught having sex? I don't think so. My my my. I remember one time I was, my wife and I were fucking in my, in my, in my, my dad's house in the basement. My, you remember the washer and dryer in the basement, yeah, like yeah. along that side wall. Yeah. My, we were fucking. My dad just came downstairs, did the laundry, went right back upstairs. Like didn't say a word. Like, I, like I'm, I'm like we just, I'm like just frozen mid stroke, like waiting for him. Like he never said a word. Just came down. <laughs> had to, he had to run a little laundry. You know what I mean? He wasn't trying to get in my way. He just, I remember we were, had to do his thing. We were at a party, um, and I, we went upstairs to my buddy's room and started like you know getting hot and heavy in it. And she was, just, you know, position, and like everybody in the party, like we're like all standing by the door and all like busted in and like. Took some pictures, right? And they ran out, and of course, you know, sitting there like, "Oh my glory!" Like, but anyway, I got in an argument with the, with the dude who did it, and like, I was drunk as fuck, and I head butted him, and I busted, I broke his tooth. Like, it wasn't a bad, it wasn't a bad break, but I busted his tooth, and I was like, "Dude, I'm so sorry, man." He's like, "Why did you do this?" Like, I don't know. I just felt like you deserved it. <laughs> I um, I'll tell you, there was this uh. Oh fuck! I forgot what I was gonna say, man. And, oh, uh, this is this is one that makes me like hot on the inside when I think about it. Like those memories where like you think of you, you just get so like oh god, and like oh, you, get, you get all hot inside. Yeah, cringe is strong with this one. So here here it is, right? <laughs> so so my wife and I have been dating for like a month, and we were ready. Yeah, you know, I was way ready, yeah. and she was now ready. Yeah, and she talked to her mom about birth control. Yeah, and was like, okay, well, you need to have this conversation with your father before we do this. So she was like, oh, okay. And like, then she had a conversation with her father. Yeah. And like, they were actually fairly grown up and mature about yeah. it. Way mature, I think, than I would probably be at yeah. that at that time. Oh, man. I put all my girls on birth control as soon as I can. So, anyway, her mom is driving with her in the car. She's riding shotgun. And I probably shouldn't be telling the story. God, like, oh, look, if if anybody, good ones. if anybody listening, ever meets my wife at a TFCon or Baltimore Comic Con or whatever, just don't don't mention, mention this. Don't mention this. It's just <laughs> look, it's just like it's just between you guys and us, all right? Um, and the whole internet, yeah, forever. So, uh, he she said, look, um, it's like September now. She's like, I got an appointment. The birth with the doctor for birth control, whatever. But the first available opening they had was in October, so I'm gonna need you. I'm gonna ask that you wait until then, you know, and be responsible about this. And of uh, my wife like wasn't thinking, and like was trying to like actually like reaffirm her mother's concerns, like reassure. And I was like, oh, it's fine. He likes it better orally anyway. <laughs> Were you in the car? No. Oh man, that's awesome. But she said, like, right after she said it, she was like, oh, no. <laughs> and, 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 like, 
<laughs> and like her her mom like just looked at her with this look of like like you whore. Isn't it funny though? It's like it's, it's fine. Huh? It's fine. But, yeah, but I mean your daughter though. You know, I, I hear you. I and I was I mean I was not the kid you wanted your your daughter with. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you're uh, going to be in so much trouble. What? You're, you're going to be in so much trouble. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, Dude. so are you. Yeah, that's true. Um hopefully at least one of them's gay. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be afraid of that. <laughs> Maybe work this out. Yeah. We'll be family for real. Uh, so why don't you tell them where they can find us? All right, guys. So you can check us out on Facebook.com slash NerdRageCast. Oh, also, shout out to... I'm sorry. We didn't say Enter the Realm. Shout out to Enter the Realm. Shout out to Toy Detox. Did we say those? Yeah. I mean, we, throughout the podcast. Okay. All right. And cool. Shattercast Uncut. Yeah, we definitely mentioned them. I remember. And Beers and Boulders, we definitely mentioned. Yeah. Uh, also, Twitter at NerdRageCast and Instagram at NerdRage. Radio IG, and of course, you can just email us. Let us know how you feel. Yeah, give us your opinion about stuff. We'll try to we'll try to filter Question, through all the emails, comments, the various emails, bitches, gripes, or complaints. Can be sent to nerdrageradiomail at gmail.com. And I would like to thank everybody for an awesome year. Had a great time. Highlight of my week, yeah. pretty much every week. It's a good time for me too. You know, you know, call out sick from work all the time to do this podcast, and don't you know, don't pay the bills. You know, anything I can do. To come in here and talk about nonsense, yeah. I look forward to each and every week. Yeah. And thanks for being a part of it. Uh, but no thanks for not clicking that Amazon link. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we're gonna, they might have. They'd yeah. Amazon, like, ah, <clears throat> you guys can go ahead and fuck yourselves. We're, we're going to adapt. Go. We're going to come up with something else. Yeah. Maybe Patreon. I, I feel like it's a commitment. I just, the thing is, I just feel like we need to offer We need to offer something. I'm not taking like any an extra money for episode. free. Yeah, it needs to be something. Yeah. yeah. Um, like... Like, uh, go to Patreon and we'll stop doing the show. <laughs> yeah, hold them, hold them for ransom. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to do, we, we'd like to do a bi-weekly, like an extra episode. Maybe a, you know, it, it depends though. But it'd have to be something, you know. Worthwhile. Worthwhile. Maybe watching these movies. That it, I, I mean, watch. we could do these movie wrap-up conversations. It could be its own thing that people could. Yeah, do. yeah. And that way the spoiler, it won't spoil the, the general, general public. Yep. All right, guys, thank you very much. And uh, we'll see you next week, starting year two. Year one is over. Year two coming at you. And remember, great tits. Tight dick player. That was a tight dick picture I got. Tight annual dick player. Yeah. Yeah. I kept that one. Well, they, they, they broke in and took pictures of me. Oh. <laughs> Sorry about the tooth, Ryan. <laughs>